river kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevoy sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevoy seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 90. When last we left you, you had been advised that Fort Drelev was just about ready to crack under the internal pressures that you had put upon it. Um, and so you literally went out... Um, somebody, I can't actually remember who, um, to go exploring. Brent? Yeah, I believe so. Because Bryn and I fought the Hydra. Yeah. Uh, so you found the big section of scooped land where there was some sort of gl- glass or crystal or something in that neighbourhood sort of in it. Which was really weird. Um, talked to one um, Talked to Narissa, Narissa about it, who wasn't terribly worried. Yep. Um, and then went off and slugged it out with a 12-headed Hydra, I believe. Yes. And we kicked its Hydra ass. You did indeed kick its Hydra ass. Mm-hmm. And Kaelin was actually really useful, as opposed to some of these monster fights where the um, his fellow party member kicked the monster's ass while Kaelin is purely decorative. And that was literally where we left it. Was, yep. um You hacked the Hydra up into bits, cut all its heads off, and took them home for stuffing and mounting. Yes, because, you know, Kaelin's, tro- Kaelin's castle is a monument to how awesome Kaelin and friends are. Mm-hmm. And now you are... Um, and the next month is Neth. and in Fort Relive. Yes, so... Sorry, uh, back in Elk's Rest. Yes. So, um, in terms of what order we do Neth in, yep. my plan was not so much to do a kingdom turn, because I know I've got enough build points to pay for the armies, yep. as to start activate armies and start doing the Drelev plot and sure. then follow it up with a kingdom turn. Sure, the kingdom turn is pretty... Um, uh, abstract in terms of when it specifically occurs yeah. in the month. So. That seemed like the more interesting option to me, but I'm putting it out there in case you would prefer I did it first. I'm perfectly happy with either or, whichever one you think will be easier for you. No, actually, let's get it done, because um, I customarily do it first, and I don't want to get muddled. No, that's right, I remember why. No, second, because I, then I know what's going on with the army. Right. Otherwise I'll just be spending the whole month saving money and not really doing anything. Yep. Alright, so I want to... Yep, just get started. Okay. So, 
At the start of the turn, I am activating some armies. Yep. Um, so specifically, my plan was to activate Keston's Bowman and the Stag Runners. Sure. Um, is let's see, which is two huge armies. So that's about a thousand guys. Sure. Um, and I will probably go with that. That seems like a reasonable force to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. So, um, I probably effectively actually, um, let's see where the stagger is. Yeah, that's right. Those guys are in Lakeview and Thornwatch, so they can both actually just kind of activate, gather their things up and else, um, in, um, the Green Belt and then march north onto my road. Alright. And with them, we'll head. Kaelin and several of his um, people. The only one who's actually a prepared spellcaster that you still have is Michaela, so that's probably not. Um, I probably don't need desperately need to go and define all their spells to start with, given what a loadout usually looks like. Nope. Um, Alright, so you and your troops begin marching for Fort Drelev. Yes, so. Um, my plan regarding the NPCs is that I would like to leave one of the four of them behind in um, Elfrest so that I have someone in the event of some kind of nasty backstab. Um, what are the odds? Um, Nothing take, ever happens when you're away. Um, take um, and take a couple. Take a couple of them in to do Drelevian things in the city. Yeah. And one of them in with me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I won't necessarily name which ones until I decide who I'm going into the, the tower with, but I'm declaring that I'm doing that mm-hmm. for context in terms of um, who I've gotten, who I haven't gotten stuff. Okay. All good. Alright, so you basically have Ford scouts out ahead of your army who are more or less literally in dugouts watching Fort Drelev from hidden... Um, uh, what do they call them? Hidden blinds and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so you'll get word back as you travel, basically. As soon as you start uh, getting your armies organised and moving your people, Drelith, of course, activates his armies. Yep, not being dim- uh, not being entirely dim-witted. As you march around the top of the swamp? Yeah, the um, because yep. Drelith's got that road. Yes, yes. I've built a road up to the top yes. of my um, land to join up with his road. So yes, yes over uh, above. So as you march around the top of the swamp, you get word back that you know Drelev has got his army of mercenaries and his army of um, loyal Fort Drelev citizens lined up and ready to go, and has basically barricaded the city against you, activated all his defenses, that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, this. Probably comes as a nasty, uh, a nasty day for him, but not exactly a surprising one. Yeah, yeah, it um, it, it wasn't super subtle when I started building that road up to meet his road. It, will also it was always possible I was then going to um, surrender and propose a formal declaration, a uh, formal treaty between our peoples to last a lifetime, but invading seems like the more logical explanation. Also, this day was kind of coming from the point where he failed to... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The, the plan was to take me out in the first punch, <laughs> and when that didn't work, he became kind of screwed. Particularly when the Taibu lords then stomped all over him on the return, so they didn't have a lot left. So... Have a um, he doesn't have a grand diplomat to come and entreat with you. 
Well, he doesn't. I suppose he doesn't, does he? I was thinking um, Quintessa, but she's, she's a spy master. master. So he yeah. might have to use her, given that she's the most diplomatic one he's got. Ah, uh, Grigory. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah, well, that'll go super well. Um. I, I bet he'd really enjoy um, coming out to be the, once again be the guy who might get killed if I lose my temper. So you march towards Fort Drelev, and it's, you got to say, it looks pretty secure. Yep. There are thick, heavy walls, sort of watchtowers up around, men-at-arms on them, keeping an eye on you from far away. Um, and as you, as you are well off, you see the gates are firmly shut and barred into the city, um... And the, yeah, I'm pretty familiar with those gates, having been in yeah. and out in the skies half a dozen times. And there is a small group of half a dozen soldiers approaching you uh, with a white flag being, uh, we, we agreed, being held up as opposed to wave. They're coming yeah. to parley as opposed to coming to surrender to you. Yeah. Um, and when you get there, There is a man that you have not seen before, who is leading the parlay. Um, He is a little, you know, five foot one kind of human guy, um, who is carrying with him this lengthy armload of spreadsheets and scrolls and books and this sort of thing. Oh, it's his accountant. And has little little tiny horn-rimmed spectacles on and that sort of thing. and he, he sort of approaches you, and uh, presumably you go out to meet him. Yeah, yeah, so um, well. uh, it'll be Kaelin, Switlana, Michaela, and um, a small group of bodyguards, but nothing outstanding. Yeah. Given Kaelin could take everybody on the other side without blinking all by himself. And he, he looks up at you, and he's, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, is, uh, um, is one of you King Kaelin of Stagthorn? He sort of looks... Yeah. Mystified. Yeah, and of, which of you could, it could be? Yeah, yeah. Which one's the half walk in the crowd? Let's think. Um, Kaelin will um, raise a hand. Aye, right, that'd be me. Uh, I, uh, I'm. Um, I, I, my name is Hand. I'm the the, the treasurer of uh, Fort Fort Drelev, and he sort of distractedly holds a hand out towards you and yeah. vaguely shakes I, your hand. Yeah, Kaelin will gently shake his hand as opposed to the usual manly hand clasp. Manly arm class. Like. I have a message for you. Rummage, rummage, rummage. There is scrolls. Comes up. Uh, and unfortunately, um, Lord Gregory, who, who, who should have been, been the one delivering this, uh, felt that it was not uh, militarily ad- advisable to come out at this time. Uh, nobody has seen uh, Lady Quintessa Moray, which is probably not something he should be telling. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and uh, apparently the duty falls to me. Uh, so, uh, yes, I'm, I'm Hand, the, the treasurer of Fort Drelev. Uh, uh, yes, I have a message here. From, he's he's yeah, to read it to you. Yeah. Uh, from, uh, uh, from, from King Hannes Drelev. And as he starts talking, you at this point have heard enough of Grigory to realise Grigory's helped him write it, certainly, yeah. if not outright written it in his name. Yeah. Um, and Hand, apparently completely missing any context of this, just reads it straight out to you, more or less word for word. Uh, he says, my lord, my, my lord king... Sorry. 
my Lord King has dry lived. Mm. <laughs> uh, my my Lord King Caelan of Stag Caelan Thorn of Stagthorn, uh, you are hereby requested by the Kingdom of Fort Drelev to turn your armies away in the name of humanitarianism and peace. Uh, we instruct you that you cannot penetrate our walls, for they have been strengthened against your armies. I know that it grieves your heart to not make war upon innocent civilians and to take our woman for your pleasures. And Had just, like, reads this yeah. very dryly without blinking in yeah. any of it. Uh, and yet we ask that for the lives of the men under you, that you turn away from you turn away from Fort Drelev, a prize which you cannot win. There is no way through our gates. They are entirely impenetrable. Every effort has made to defend us. And Hand continues to read this at length, completely missing something that will become transparently obvious to Kaelin and everyone else. Kaelin is, in all fairness, probably paying attention to him. But you very easily start to hear whisper, 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 you know, coming from your soldiers behind you, and several people are pointing in that. And the main gates to the city are opening. As Hand is sitting there reading, our defences are impenetrable, you know, a great much gold has been spent to preserve the lives of our civilians against your warmongering tirades. Um... Uh, Lord Han, I'm, ju- I'm just going to stop you there. I, 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 I can, there, there are several more paragraphs. I, I can see that, but just um, just have a look at the gates for me. He turns around, looks at them. Hmm. That, that shouldn't be. Uh, and the, the gates not only open, as you watch this, a group of soldiers come out, and this is actively bordering on an army itself. You're talking like 50 soldiers here. Uh, led by Tyrion Domesti. Sweet. Um, and Lillian. Sweet. Uh, Quintess Moray is still in the wind. Yeah. Um, however... The, I, I kind of imagine she'll be turning up when it's all over. <laughs> none of them look terribly bloodied. There doesn't look yep. any real resistance to them opening the gates wide. Yep. And Han just sort of looks round sees this. Says, oh, that, that shouldn't be... Uh, in any event, where was I? Uh, your warmongering... Yeah, okay, that, that, that's the point. I'm just going to let him finish the document. <laughs> uh, and but Kayla will sort of gesture to Akaros, who's now getting the men ready, the yep. commanders, you know, your armies, and, and and as Hand continues to read from the scroll, Michaela sort of gestures to you and makes this that way gesture and yeah. starts walking, you know, you guys start walking, walking. down towards the city and Hand yeah. sort of looks very slightly flustered and says, oh, excuse me, there's more, and walks along beside <laughs> yeah. him, extolling uh, the virtues of heroic King Hannes Drelev, yeah. uh, the impenetrable defences of the city, the mightiness of Fort Drelev's warriors, the endless loyalty of his people who are willing to die to a man to protect King Drelev. Yeah. Um, and he says, so as, as you will see, as you will see, there is no way into our city. Turn away before you lose everything of value, including your life. Ah, there we are. Rolls it up, and at this point you've walked through the main gate. Yeah. Where Tyrion Domesti is standing there, there are a lot of, um, citizenry watching from various balconies and behind windows and all this sort of thing. Um, and as you get closer, Tyrion puts a hand, he's now wearing proper armour and that sort of thing, puts a hand on his heart 
And says, uh, Tyrion. Your Majesty, welcome to Fort Drelev. Lord Tyrion, pleasure to see you. Lillian, likewise. It is good to see. It is good to see you again, Caitlin. May I present to you a much finer gift than you have ever given me? <laughs> I can't argue with it. The city is yours. Well, not entirely, Tyrion, but nonetheless, uh, we have taken the liberty of opening the gates. The forces of the, the forces of Fort Drelive have largely been persuaded to stand out of your way. Uh, but the mercenaries, as you'll know, will still fight for their money. They have to make it look good. There'll be a battle, but uh, I imagine right about now they're getting words that we have, word that we have opened the gate. I suggest that you get your men into the city. I come on, boys. But um, if, um, I'll um, see if the mercenary commander wants to have a chat beforehand. The um, happens that the code's got a paragraph or two about whether it's really worth throwing away your life when your employer has clearly lost the bit, lost the day. Okay, and uh, um, Kevin will look back over her shoulder. Yeah. Come on in, boys. As you start to move your armies in, um, there is a, a muted but positive reaction from the the crowd, they're clearly not willing to openly cheer you invading their city. Yeah, yeah, um, fair enough. But... This would be a bad time to find out I was one of those pillaging sort of kings you, after all. You don't see a bunch of people shrieking in terror or fleeing. Um, and, in fact, you hear several people cheering on, Lord Tyrion! Lady Visky! <laughs> Sweet. Um... Lady Mavashti, rather. Copsy, Copsy. Yeah. Lady, Lady Visky. And, you know, muttering in the street and this sort of thing. Uh, I have some tissues? Sure thing, sweetheart. Gosh, this is a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Uh, and as you walk, the two of them brief you on what has happened this morning, which I would probably just drop out of character for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kaylin would pretty easily notice the two of them continually interrupt and overwrite each other. Yep. Um, and, and neither of them openly say, you know, shut up, you didn't actually do that. Yeah. But both of them are trying to claim the credit of sorts. In a, in a polite way, but they definitely keep interrupting each other. Yeah, I didn't figure that um, nine or ten months of enforced um, living together had improved their relationship. But, uh, in fact, one of the key aspects of liberating the city is that now they can finally live in separate places before they kill each other. Uh, so... They will tell you, basically, that what they've done is spread word throughout Drelev's guard, so what I should call the army of Fort Drelev, as opposed to the army of mercenaries, uh, to the extent that the largest part of them are willing to just step aside. Yeah. Um, They're not willing to openly engage against Drelev or their own citizens, because that's asking a bit much. Yeah, yeah. But for the largest part, basically, maybe one... Wait, maybe one or two in every 20 guys were the ones they couldn't bring around who said, no, no, we must, you know, fight this evil oppressor. And, of course, they more or less just got coshed on the head and arrested yeah. and captured as prisoners fairly rapidly. Yeah. Um, 
Lillian says, we made special effort to take take care of the defences and take charge of the gates so you have an easy way in. Uh, Tyrion says, the mercenaries are still holding out up towards the castle. I imagine they'll hold, I imagine they'll hold that position for some while, for some while. We'll probably have to move them by force, or at least give them enough of a show of force. And so there is still an active army in the city. It is the mercenaries. Yeah. Uh, however, they are no longer deriving benefits from all the city's defenses because Sweet. they are not in the castle uh, defending it. They are outside, outside the, the castle. castle. Yep. Uh, as evidence of what you are doing becomes clear, because you're pretty blatantly viewable here wandering through the city, uh, you hear a voice whispering into your... uh, In fact, a voice just appears out of thin air and begins speaking to you in Quintessa Bray's voice. And she tells you that uh, Lord and Lady... uh, King King Hannes and his wife, Queen Pavretta, and Emeka Struan, Gregory, Lynette, Lynette... and another, obviously herself, she doesn't name herself, yeah. um, have barricaded within the castle for their own safety. Uh, in the, have barricaded themselves in an area within the castle for their own safety. So you have a pretty good idea where they are because you've been given this information by her previously. Yeah. But she's effectively info-dumping. She's got eyes on them. Yeah. They're in here. Sweet. Uh, and they've fortified themselves in with the hopes that Draylor's fabulous mercenary army will defi- will solve the problem. Yep. Yep. Um, so that's a, that's a sending scroll, so I can respond to it. It is a sending scroll. Uh, what you're told specifically, yep. is that King Draylor is heroically preparing to make his last stand. Yeah. Um, this is this is what she tells you: heroically preparing to make his last stand with a group of diehard loyalists. Yeah. Um, that he that Queen Pavoretta has placed herself under the protection of Emeka Strun, as yeah. opposed to Drelev has placed her, placed her there. Yeah. Um, and that Grigory is also making his heroic last stand with King with King Drelev at present. Yeah. <laughs> Until he sees a side door to the castle opening, at which point he'll totally be out it. Well. Uh, no, it's it's you, so Quintessa's not going to be that subtle about it. Uh, this might actually even take more than one or two seconds, yeah. but she doesn't appear to have any... Um, urgency on that. Urgency or great limitations on them. So uh, I'd rather try to word this in 25 yeah, words yeah. or less. Uh, the message she's, she's openly telling you, not merely hinting at, is that Grigory is incapable of bolting. He doesn't possess the capacities to do so. Yeah. But if the option arises, she thinks he'll be out the door as fast as he possibly can. Like he yeah. can't just teleport away. Yeah. Um, Imechus and Queen Pavoretta are not prepared to surrender their kingdom, even though they can escape. Yeah. Because they you know, can he can tele- Imechus yeah. can teleport. Um, and that Lynette is in here as well. She yeah. doesn't... Um, she doesn't suggest that Lynette is preparing to make a heroic last stand, but nor does she suggest she's preparing to evac. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Alright. And, um, when I, when she gets to the end of the information, um, Callum will respond with, understood, take care of yourself. 
let me know if you need it, it, let me know if you need urgent assistance all right and that is all that the situation okay yep. And there's a mercenary army what needs fighting. There is a mercenary army what needs fighting. Oh, okay. Uh, are you going to approach them for parlay? Oh, I totally am. So, um, basically, you know, it's kind of one of those, like, they've got the castle position. Yeah. We have swarmed through the streets and now have a big, you know, sort of circle around the outside of them yep. prepared to come in. And then we bring out a white flag, which is decidedly being held and not yeah, waved. Yeah. So they have positioned themselves in what you think tactically is the best position that they can. Yeah. Which is that they're sort of spread out into the streets around the castle, which will stop you just completely surrounding them, uh, flanking them on every side and obliterating them. Yeah. In the sense that your numerical advantage is is reduced by the fact that you can only fit ten or twenty guys into each street at a time. Yeah. Um, and so well, I have brought the stab runners who are cavalry exports, which may be of limited value. They, no, they can totally fit through these streets. These streets are designed for horses. Uh, functionally, meta-wise, what I'm telling you is their army has defense bonuses based on the tactics that they've laid out. Yeah, because understood. they're picking the battle terrain. Understood. But they're not exactly impressive. They're yeah. not taking advantage of huge, huge defense modifiers here. Yeah. Um, and you are looking at about. Uh, it looks like some of the several of the mercenaries, and by that I mean several dozen. Yeah. Uh, have kind of just packed up and disappeared into the night. Yeah. Uh, Kaelin would understand where this is coming from. So basically, you've got... Because you don't traditionally have a lot of heavy mercenary armies, you don't yeah. need to need that many people. So an army of mercenaries is a bunch of companies put together yeah. fighting under the assumed command of that guy, who's yeah. the, the highest-ranking and best officer they have. Yeah. Um, so it looks like several of the companies have pulled out already, and yeah. what you've got here are presumably the ones who were the main contractees who were subcontracting it out to some of them. Yeah. So you've got about 200 men left here. Yeah. Opposing your thousand. Yeah. Yeah. And you are approached under the flag of Palais by a very unhappy looking man with an eye patch. Yeah. Um, and he says, Good day, Your Majesty. I am Captain, Mel- I am Captain Melon of the Shrieking Raiders. Please. Pleasure to meet you, Captain Malm. Yeah, he shakes your hand like really unhappily and, uh, and reluctantly. I uh, take it that you have. I take it that you have had some hand in opening our city's defences. And he sort of looks over your shoulder to where you know Lillian is sitting there, smiling away. And here again, he has his head. Lady Whiskey. Well, you know, it uh, happens that um, I thought I looked at that big strong wall and I looked at that great big castle and I thought, you know, there's got to be an easier way. We, oui. uh, I understand that you are a mercenary yourself. You understand the position I find myself in. I have been ordered to die to the last man to protect King Drelev's interests and earn my paycheck. I, but, um... This is a um, this is a tactically unsound position that you're in. Um, it's um, it's of course your decision and how far you need to go to earn that paycheck. But uh, we both know which way this is going to go, and I've no desire to kill any of your boys to get here to get get there. But I am going into that castle today. And yet, the shrieking raiders, those who survive today, will be unlikely 
to work again if they simply walk away from a contract. It is clearly my honour and my obligation to make a stand here until it becomes clear that we are overwhelmed. Now, obviously you have my men outnumbered, but that does not always win the day, no? Sometimes a single superior combatant can turn the tide, and he eyes you up, uh, and can you make me an intimidate check? Oh, hell yes. I was born to do this. Um, it's a 27. Yeah. He looks you up and down and says, I have heard many stories about you, Your Majesty. I have heard that you slew Speartooth. I have heard that you took... Uh, that I have heard that you have a Hydra and a Troll King and Kybera heads strapped up in your strapped up in your throne room. I have heard that you placed second only to Villemer Kof at the Rushlight Tournament. Well, he's a damn... He's a damn bastard fighter with his... Um, his, his damn... We unhorsed each other, but um, he was just too strong. I couldn't take him on foot. I have heard that you beat Rasseline hand-to-hand. Aye, well, um, she had bad luck in the first bout. I'm sure it would. I'm sure another match she could uh, take me. But um, and but the the bit about Speartooth and the Hydra is true. I didn't mount Hogwarts' head, but I did kill him. Not alone, you understand. And then he raises his voice. He says, "Of course, I have heard that. I have, I have also heard all these things." Of our great king, Hannes Drelev, that he too has defeated a Hydra and slain many men and Nagas and other such great beasts in combat. Fire! When I look at you, it is clear that you do not have the physique that King Hannes Drelev has necessary to pull off this task. And thus, if you are no coward, then I will ask you to spare the lives of many men here by facing me in single combat to decide this battle. <laughs> Absolutely. And you don't really need Michaela's nudge here to pick up where this is going. That's a success on the Intimidate check. Yeah. He absolutely thinks you are going to hand him his hat. Yeah. Without really blinking. Um, but, um, you know, that's the outcome that he's aiming for here. Because, the, because if I kick his ass in single combat, then... He has actually then made he, an then, then he has an out. Yes. He said, right, you know, I fought as hard as I could. Yeah. And his men are pretty much bound to follow his lead in that regard because they're his men. Yeah. Um, army battles are not often decided by single combat in the River Kingdoms, but it is a system that exists as long as both men agree to it. Yeah. There's not a lot of... Um, there's not a lot of stigma associated with just flipping him off and going, nah, screw it, and having your army fight. But, yep. of course, you have no incentive to, because unless Captain Malon turns out to be the world's greatest 16th-level swordsman hiding away here somewhere, you're going to whop him up one side and down the other. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, that's my, my principal concern, is that I don't really want to kill him. But, um, you know, I probably can't... I, I, I probably need this to be a lethal fight to not make it super obvious that he's... Um, Pick the easy option here. Just pick the easy options for his men here. No, that's totally up to you. Really? We could yeah. fi- we could fight with padded weapons. No, right. But 
you could choose to pull your blows. Ah, yes, okay. There is nothing that prevents you from making non-lethal strikes. And indeed, at this point, presuming that you are agreeable to this... Yeah, um, so yes, I... I um, I say I'd, uh, I'd I'm happy I'm happy to accept that. Let's settle it like men. He will he 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 his second and someone of your choice probably Michaela. Oh yes. Will lay out a bunch of what are very easily basically accepted rules of the circle will be yay big. The fight doesn't go outside of there. It ends when one man yields, passes out, or dies. Um, stakes are yeah. The the stakes are were, the mercenary company is surrendering to you or you're exiting the city. Yep. Yeah. And then Captain Mellon gets his gets his his heavy shield out, pulls out his longsword, and moves into position to duel you. Yep. All right. Roll for initiative. Sweet. Uh, Fifteen. Yeah, so that is actually not in your favour. Sweet. So the two of you circle round each other, and, and you've sort of got you know a dozen of your soldiers behind you and a dozen of his, you know, cheering and the clash of steel. And he moves in and he swings at you with his long sword as quickly and hard as he can, uh, openly going for your neck in what's clearly a lethal shot. Yeah. Uh, and he will crit for it you straight off the bat. Sweet, kick ass. Uh, go go, Melon. However, that is a 25, so I don't know what that is versus your AC. Uh, To um, confirm? That doesn't confirm. No, that's a 25 to hit. Oh, right. Uh, No, that... With his his crit. Oh, right. No, that doesn't hit. Yeah, it's not a natural 20. Oh, right, I see. um... No, I'm sorry. He needs a 29 if he wants to hit. So he swings out at your neck with lethal force. Mm. And you duck away, it bounces off your, you know, heavy and penetrable armour. Yeah. And then it is on to you. Okay, just, um... It is entirely up to you. If he is not making any effort to pull his blows, not lethally... Yeah. You may choose to do so at a minus four to hit, if you so desire. Yeah, um... Yeah. <laughs> I can do uh, yeah, I'm going to draw the adamantine greatsword, yep. which has the um, thing that, like, I don't think you can make acid damage non-lethal, so I'm going to use the greatsword rather than gatekeeper, and um, I'm going to I'm going to take the non-lethal penalty. Sure. Um, however, um, can I? I want this to look good. Yep. I just don't want to actually kill him. So yep. what I'm looking for is less a penalty to deal non-lethal damage and more a penalty to not sort of take the final blow style of thing, so... Um. Uh, no, so the the way this works yeah. is you, with a, with something like a greatsword, you would turn it and smack him with a flat across the head to KO him rather than cut his head off kind yeah. of thing. Um, which you can trivially do. This is not a mark that your fight, that your, um... Uh, it's not a mark that it's a pretend fight. Yeah. That's more you two sort of dance around and clang off each other's swords and theatrically dance. This is, you are such a vastly superior warrior to him, you just pull your blow and still top him anyway. Sweet. Anyway, I'm not necessarily saying I'll do this if I start losing, but um, I feel I feel a certain amount of confidence here. Yeah, yeah that's probably wise. <laughs> Alright, so... Um, that, when, when people are threatening you but not hitting you... Yeah, that's kind of a, a warning thing. Um, Alright, um, that's a 22 to hit. Okay, with relative ease, you cut your blade over his shield and wallop him on the shoulder with the flat of your blade. Yep, for um, 19 points of damage. Okay. And he staggers under the blow. 
but does knock you down. Cool. And then I make my second attack. Yep. Uh, uh, for a 22. Yep. Uh, for another um, 12 points of damage. Yep. And then I make my third attack uh, for a 19. Uh, that one will miss him. He gets his shield up in time to parry the third blow. Yep. And that's my round. Right. Now that he is in on you, uh, he will make his full attack, yo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, he crit threats you. Yep. Once again, it will not be high enough to hit your AC. Yep. You're up. Yep. Okay. Uh, so. Remember that thing about how, like, you know, there weren't high level PCs available to lead your army? Yep. There aren't high level PCs available to lead Drelo's armies, right? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, um, that's a 26 to hit. He's got Lieutenant Bob fighting for him. Yeah. Um, I, I admire Lieutenant Bob's guts and courage. That's hey, a 14. This dude has five levels in Warrior, thank you. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad. I'm and so... now he's unconscious. Okay. <laughs> wow, I'm glad I pulled those blows. <laughs> Alright, Kalen goes to make his second attack and then, you know, restrains himself when he sees the, when he sees the guy fall down. Because, you know, he he doesn't usually, despite be making a long lethal dose, he tends to attack fast yeah. and hard. Yeah. But this, uh, like, Captain, uh, he, he literally brings his blade back round and then hastily diverts it. Cap- Captain Melon is um, like nowhere near the match of, say, an Akaros, but he is easily the match of one of your better soldiers in your army. Yep. It's merely that you kill Hydras professionally. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, for um, living. Yeah, the, there might have been a time where I was genuinely concerned about fighting Akaros. Um, Captain Melon in, in single combat. That time yeah. was a, a, a few levels ago. Three dozen of these guys would pose a fair fight. To yeah. One on one? No. Yeah. So he steps in, thrusts low, stabs out at your belly, and is just deflected off by the heavy armor and Aristotle's blessing of natural armor that you have and the thorns and all this kind of thing. And you just smash him over the head with the hilt of the sword and he crumples bonelessly to the ground. Yeah. And the mercenaries... Whisper and nod, but not in a very surprised way. <laughs> yep. Alright, so I will um, pick him up and hand him over to his second. Yep, and his second says, Your Majesty, under the terms of the mercenary's charter signed by Stagthorn in blah 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 year, you know, we request that, uh, we request clemency under standard 47. Understood. You and your men stand down. And um, you'll be treated fairly and allowed to quit the battlefield at your own t- in your own time. Yep. And so what happens here is basically there is a big handing over of weapons. Yeah. Which you take for the purposes of assuring that they're not going to attack you. That they're not going to sneak attack. They're not going to sneak attack us. They can have them as they leave. Yeah. And effectively, in small companies, what happens is over the next several days, you will send these guys out of the city with their weapons, a little yeah. company at a time. Yeah. At which point, they're free to go wherever they want. Yeah. If they come back and attack you again, they then lose that protection. Yeah. Yes, at which point they no, kind of break it. For the purposes up. of this, if, say, Iraveti hires them to come and attack yeah, you, then it's a separate matter. Then it's legitimate. But yeah. um, if they violate their terms of surrender, then um, the, not only I, but the mercenary guilds will also be after them. Okay. And with the exception of the castle, Fort Drelev is yours. Sweet. 
All right, so to begin with, I'll get, you know, send out some orders and get the army settled back in and, you know, get the city a bit more under control. Yep. And, um, you know, once an hour or so has passed getting that organised, then Kaelin is prepared to head in. Yep. Uh, so Tyrion will say, by your leave, my lord, uh, I would request that you send some of Fort Drelev's troops, those who are loyal to us, out with your men. It will reassure the citizenry to uh, be assured there will be no pillage or rape amongst your army. I, the um, I'm I'm good for that. You pick out the book. You pick out the, you pick out the men you trust and um, send them out company by company. Yeah, yeah he's already sort of taken the liberty of setting a lot of this up in advance, yeah. anticipating this outcome. Yeah, and yeah, basically every squad of your soldiers is going to have a couple of their guys with it. Well, basically just to be visible. Yeah, because they've got distinctive separate uniforms, yeah. so they, the people, the citizenry can see that there's men of men of Fort Drelev walking out with them. And I assume you're more or less giving your troops orders to secure the city and, you know, capture any roustabouts who throw bottles at them, as opposed to go massacre the civilians. Absolutely. And, um, you know, the understanding is, you know, if a guy throws... If, you know, if the guy stabs a spear at you, then, okay, you kill him. But if, if a guy throws a rock at you, then you, you know, hit him over the head or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... And this this probably takes a couple of hours to secure yeah. the city from by the time you came in the gates to the time you get up here. It's been sort of five hours or so. Yeah. Uh, so mid-afternoon is coming down. Sweet. When you look upon Drelev Keep, a monument to, ba- to King Drelev's vanity and self-interest. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is a fabulous castle made of very solid stone quarried from the nearby hills. Uh, big towers coming off it. It basically encompasses the top of a hill then looks down over the city um, and the castle itself is shut up tight and gated and that sort of thing and does actually have men on it. Not an army, but... He's got he's got personal guards who are loyal to him defending the castle. Yeah. Yep. So at this point you've discussed your options with Akaros and your army commanders and it's basically they can siege it and they'll probably bring it down sooner or later, to be honest. Yeah. But if you want to go in and roust about Drelev yourself, there are whatever options you desire on a PC level available to you. Yeah, no, I definitely want to go roust about Drelev myself. So the understanding will be what I want the army to do is for a start, hold the city, because, yep. you know, my possession of Fort Drelev is pretty new and I don't want anyone stirring up trouble behind me. Yeah. And secondly, keep Drelev Castle encircled. And I am explicitly at this point going to send two squads of guys and one of my PCs to be determined later to stand outside his damn secret passage. You know, in case he gets any ideas yep. about fleeing the country. Hard to argue with. <laughs> um, and then I will sit down with my um, inner circle and um, likely Tyrion and Lillian as well and have a chat about about our plans for breaking into the castle. Yep. Now, um, key piece of information. Yes. Can Svetlana at this point fly at all? No. Right. Uh, she does not presently have access to the fly spell. Okay. Uh, so, in terms of your capacities there, Bryn can dimension door through the walls. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Um, you could climb them. Yeah. Fairly, you know, relatively easily by yourself, as could Bryn. Yeah. Um... Svetlana, alas, did not have enough third level spells to learn flight. She is eyeing up overland flight for her fifth level one, but yeah. she's not there yet. Um, and Michaela has no particular p- 
particularly obvious methodologies of entering the castle. Yeah. Uh, and Tristan has magic horses that will go over the walls without blinking. Oh, yes, I'd forgotten about that. Yes, it brings us, I could climb the walls. Michaela sort of says, there's not a lot I can do to particularly help you penetrate it, but I don't imagine it should be compellingly difficult. And Tristan says, well, I, I think the situation is well under control. Phantom Steed's what's called for here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because he can just magic up a horse and it will air walk over the walls. That is kind of awesome. So, and at this point, the character select screen comes up. As, you know, people discuss your options, you go, well, we're going to need a few people around, we'll need distractions on different walls so you can get in as unseen as you're going to get. Yeah. And that kind of thing. The floor is yours. Everybody poses. Who do you want to get a kick at? That is a good question. I'm kind of tempted by Svetlana because, you know, I haven't taken her out a lot, but I kind of want someone who's got a good means of getting in. So that says Bryn or, um... Tristan. Bryn or Tristan. And in terms of what you're looking at opposing you, there are a bunch of men-at-arms at the castle who, let's be honest, are speed bumps. Yeah, yeah. Hmm? Um, Lynette is probably hard enough to actually give you a damn good damn good hard fight. Oh, yes. Face-to-face with a great sword. Grigory, you really have no idea what he'd pull out of his hat here. He's presumably stronger than he was, because it's been a long time since you last um, and faced he, him. And he must be... Some, well, I know he's some kind of bard. Yeah, so yeah. He, what he, he had was lots of manipulator and stuff. And I, I explicitly know he's the kind of bard that can cast magic, because yeah. he used a bunch of it. You know, so he's got invisibility-style stuff. Uh, and Mecha Strood is explicitly a high-level wizard. Kulvosa, who brings the um, the high-class spells And Hannes Dreyliv's capacities are pretty unknown. Yeah, yeah, but it's entirely possible, despite his remarkable shunning of any form of physical combat, that he has actually got prowess, he just chooses not to exercise. Yeah, I mean, he may just be craven. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't mean he's, that doesn't mean he's no level, it just means he's not, n- not a man. <laughs> not a real man. <laughs> I believe I will go with Bryn. It seems like a good option for the Dimension Door. Hunting time, then. Aye. Alright, well, says Fitlana, I will, as they say, rain fire on walls. I'll try to aim for where the guards are not. I have no wish to hurt any man who is simply dying to protect their kingdom. But... It will mostly be a, a show of fire and smoke and attention getting. Uh, frankly, when the arrows start to fire back, I could use something to hide behind. I think I can assist you with that. Says the camera, and out comes the iron wall. I um and Tristan, if you'll um if you'll go with the squads to the woods and um you're um you're good at um you're good at writing people down. Whatever sort of conveyance he comes out of, I'm I'm pretty sure Mudstrider here can write him down. I. And um, I uh, wouldn't fancy his chances of outrunning your archery neither. The um, you you keep an the boys will keep an eye on you. You keep an eye on them. You're good at um, you're good at that, that sort of you're good at keeping a watch and that kind of thing. I don't really think he'll make it past us, but um, if he does, I've no desire for him to go set up on at some other neighbouring kingdoms and start all this again. All right, all right, love. Let's um, 
We've had a we've had a sneak or two around these castles. Why don't you walk around? Why don't we walk around together? You pick us the window, window and you bring us inside. This works. Dimension door. Right. So that's pretty easy. She can go straight inside, and there's a bupkis that um, trailer's defences can do about it. Yeah. Um, So her capacities are not so good that she can get you immediately to where you're going. No, I, I'm more looking for her picking a room that isn't very likely to be occupied yeah. in the car and getting us inside the castle. Sort of in a, you know, because they can't be manning the entire they can't be manning every room in it given it's a giant castle. Yeah, so Hannah Strayliv it depends where you want to go. Because Quintessa has literally told you this. Yeah. Hannah Strayliv is in his throne room with a bunch of people making yeah. his last stand. Uh, the exits down to the secret passage are in his bedroom. Yeah. Which is linked to her bedroom. Yeah. Uh, and on the other side from those bedrooms is where Lady Pavoretta is with a mecha strewn. Right. Um, because Hannah and his wife have bedrooms on opposite sides uh, of the, the castle. Yes, as they do. Uh, Grigory is with Drelev, and Lynette is literally wandering somewhere. Contessa does not have eyes on her. Yep, no problem. So I want to be... I want to head for the throne room. And Had is uh, temporarily under arrest by your troops. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, in, in the in the cushy, the cushy kind yeah. of arrest. Um, and, um... You've taken out one of his counsellors. Yeah, that was really difficult. <laughs> and I could tell from the way he sent him out alone that Had was totally the guy he valued most. Uh, the thing is... It was supposed to be Grigory, yeah. who wouldn't go. Yeah. Then it was supposed to be Quintessa, who also wouldn't, wouldn't go. go. Yeah. <laughs> and Hannes was hardly going to come out and do it himself. Yeah, oddly enough, that, that having just spent months telling people that you're exactly the sort of bloodthirsty psychopath who would backstab people while they're parlaying. Yes, yes, absolutely. He'd hate to be right. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, it'd be a bad time to find out. I was really pissed off about all the slander and decided I might as well be hung for a sheep. <laughs> Alright, um, so I want a room, you know, relatively close to the throne room, but we're not, it's gonna need to be exterior, whereas yep. the throne room is presumably yep, in the yep, middle, and we yep. don't wanna try and teleport into, you know, what, the heavily guarded guard barracks next to the throne room that's full of people. If that's where you want to aim for, then that is where you can aim for. Yep. Alright, so, Princess. <clears throat> yeah. Take my hand. Take my hand. Stay close. Follow me. Smells strange through here, but only for a moment. Tristan says it's first world. Goes past in blink of an eye. Never see anything. Just the smell. And she turns to the air and literally slashes a hand through it like a wolf claw. And the air rents itself around. And the two of you are pulled into it. And for a moment you can smell something something hot and bubbling. And can you actually give me a craft jewellery making check? Good lord. Twenty. Glass. Ooh. Hot, hot, hot bean forged glass. Oh. Um, that's interesting. It's, um, what they, they call it molten glass? I molten believe, glass. When it's still in yes. sort of semi-liquid yeah, form. it's molten glass. It's like it's all around you, like you're travelling through a, a giant glass or a bottle or something in that neighbourhood. 
and this sensation's with you for maybe four or five seconds, and then you step out into what appears to be a washroom. There's a large, big wooden tub in here, and a bunch of water and suds and this sort of thing, and the smell disappears immediately. Sweet. The second you step back out into here, and you can hear noises of footsteps and... Not shouting, but active voices around you. There's a bit of hubbub occurring. Yeah. Like the castle is under siege. Yeah. Alright. Which, in fact, given what you're doing, will probably be followed about ten seconds later with fire on the east walls! Fire on the east walls! Run, run, run. Stampede, stampede, stampede. Yeah. And then, um... Alright. Nice. And, um... Kaelin will smile appreciatively at Brun. You're pretty amazing. Mm. Yeah, I am. But you deserve me. <clears throat> Very quick kiss, and then... You always take me to the nicest places to kick kings. Let's, um... Let's stay as quiet as I can, and, um, see if we can find our way to a throne room without needing to take too many of these boys out. Okay. Uh, and can you give me a will save? Ooh, interesting. Uh, 30. Kaelin feels... A faint prickle of something reaching at his mind. It, like, you've had enough of these. It's a tingle of some sort of magic. But that doesn't really tell you a lot of yeah, Someone yeah. cast a spell on you that forced you to make a will save. Uh, but you feel your mind strengthen and throw this off. Cool. Alright, and then you sneak out into the keep. Yes. And are basically moving quietly from room to room in the castle Drelev, heading for the throne room. I should totally have bought and drunk that potion of non-detection. Ah, well, too late now. Or you could just roll 30s on your will save. Yeah, that works too. That works too. Okay, so Bryn needs to make a hide check here. Yes. Hide, not move silently. Hide. Yep. They're running visual visual sight lines and things. Yep. Uh, So that will give her a 34. Okay, um, and then she subtracts um, 3 for Caleb. 31. So, of course, the his, uh, epic level guards easily overcome this. Yeah. This would be a good time to do the thing where the guards get five get, get five points over whatever my, my party member skill is. You mean cheating? <laughs> Alright, so you actually have to pass a couple of different guard patrol people just running right and center. They're not looking for you when you stretch the imagination. But Bryn hears them coming because they're not making any effort to be quiet and yanks you into rooms and shuts the doors and things like that. And footsteps go by you and you hear there's fire on the east walls. You know, I saw, I swear I saw a man fly over the castle on a horse. And what's the king going to do about this kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Don't worry, I'm sure Quintessa Murray has a plan. <laughs> oh, I bet she does. <laughs> and yeah, you uh can roll on around because none of these guys are ever going to see you. <laughs> uh, adventuring with Bryn. <laughs> um, what you haven't seen that you might have expected to at some point, uh, and Tyrion would have told you this, uh, you'd been told about giants? Yeah, I was so wondering you... about the giants. Yeah. Um, Tyrion basically, when he came out... Uh, the, the giants have been up in the night yeah. or in the day so they shouldn't be up and patrolling Yeah, but his troops have not run into them they haven't put up any sort of organised resistance or come out or anything like that 
they are being they were being kept in the castle in Drayliv Keep courtyard. Yeah. So they should be in here. Yeah. But they haven't come out to defend the city. Yeah. And they didn't um well, they weren't in position to stop them opening the gates anyway. And the giants were like the the forces the Tiger Lords had left behind, right? No, no. Um, no. The Tiger Lords swept in, then left with everyone. Right. Um with all of their people, taking yep. the noble lords hostages with them. And Drelev acquired himself giants oh, from somewhere. Right. Presumably, logical, logical methodology would suggest he bought them. Yeah, yeah. You know, he paid the giants a lot of money. Yeah. Um, right, but we haven't but we haven't seen hide nor hear of the giants since all this started. No, but you have not penetrated the courtyard. You've deliberately gone around it. Yes, that's quite true. On the other hand, the nice thing about giants is, um, while I might have to fight them at some point, they're going to struggle to get up into the throne room unless it's been very cleverly designed. So, besides, I might take Swiftlana to fight the giants. <laughs> that worked out pretty well the last time. All right, yes. So, we he- continue to head towards the throne room. You are heading towards the throne room, and uh, I'll take another quick check there. Yeah. So, as Bryn moves you towards it, doing the shh, move quietly gestures, she sneaks towards, and she looks around, and she looks at the door then points back to you and makes a really big gesture and then the outline of a door and sort of beckons to you and just put your head round here she puts a finger on your nose to stop you looking too far uh, you have not actually been in Draylon's throne room before no so we were all in the back alley what you have here is a very beautiful decorative yellow and brown door to a chamber beyond basically a covered in rich royal silks and sashes and that sort of thing. Uh, it appears to be a tapestry when you look at it, so that on either side of the hall there are these vast hordes of men-at-arms, not real people, a tapestry yeah. of men in soldiers in, in armour standing there, all of them with their hands, their heart looking tall and noble, heroic and brave, and saluting the people walking in. So that anyone coming into this hall room is seeing Draylon's mighty armies salute them as they pass, kind of thing. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. And these guys are all impossibly heroic and handsome and all this kind of thing. And it's designed in such a way that when the doors open, there's presumably King Hannes Draylon on his mighty throne. Yeah. Uh, However, the doors here are shut, and there is a very, very large man. When I say that, I mean, of course, he's a giant. Uh, in yes. front of the doors. Ah, excellent. Um, he doesn't look overly uncomfortable here. The ceiling is like, you know, 12 feet up. He's about 10, 11 foot tall. So he's big enough that it's kind of ugly for him. Yeah. But he's not having, having to squat or anything like that in here. And he is literally sort of standing in front of the door with a club in his hand going thump, 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 thump. Yep. And the Brent says... Giants on the door. Dad goes straight past him. Really? Yeah, you can just dimension door straight in. That one. Assuming be- that the throne room is not warded against teleportation, which is exactly the kind of thing that Quintess Moray would probably have known about and told you. Yeah. Like, it depends whether the door is barred or barricaded from the other side as to whether the giant can just turn around and come in again or not. Yeah. It's but, it's a um it's definitely a risk in the sense that we might have to fight him and whoever's inside. On the other hand, if we start killing the giant, whoever's inside might well hear this and come yeah. out. 
you will you will functionally lose surprise round doing that because dimension door doesn't allow you to move then attack and do yeah. things. So you appear and whoever's in the throne room goes, "Oh my god, who's that? What are they doing?" And then you start into regular combat. On the other hand, you're very unlikely, given the two of you and how you fight, to go past this giant quietly and then through the doors without making any noise or ruckus. Yeah. So you're probably going to lose your surprise round anyway. Yeah. I kind of like the idea of going straight through the drawers and um, let the, and see how well barricaded that front room door is, because they might well not want it to be if you kill the giant, you can come straight in. In which case, unless they gave him a good way to get in, he may have to be bashing it down. And also figuring out if he's bright enough to come inside. No, I think that's a great plan. I want to go with that. Alright, let's just take my hand again. <laughs> Rends reality around you, steps into the first world, and you step through and see dimension doors, sort of 60 odd foot that way down the corridor, and onto. Uh, she'll probably. She'll endeavour to basically blindly aim for sort of 10 foot beyond the door, just yep. in case it's full of pit traps and spikes and all the rest of it. But she doesn't want to overshoot it. No, she has no idea where she's going to here. Uh, So when you appear in there, um, there is sudden chaos and a bunch of men shouting and all this kind of thing in the moment where you blink back into reality and you glance rapidly around the room and see what you're looking at. So this is a very nice, very large throne room. as if it has been designed not just as a, as a sort of receiving chamber, but also as almost a banquet hall as well. It's designed to hold a large number of petitioners. Um, at the back there is elevated stairs, so the king's throne of course sits above everyone. Um, and, shockingly enough, there are a very large number of people in this room. Yeah. Uh, all of them... Uh, to be honest, don't actually have weapons out at this point. They have yep. weapons at hand, yeah, surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, so, But they don't actually know that this moment is when I'm assaulting the cast. Yeah, they're clearly on guard, ready yeah. for an attack of some yeah. kind. Um, so what you have in here, uh, there are eight guards dressed in Fort Drelev's uniforms. Yeah. Um, there is Grigory... Sweet. Um, dressed in his elegant silks and things like that. And he is standing next to the throne and just a little bit back behind it. Yeah. Um, and there is Hannes Drelev himself, who is dressed up like an adventurer, if you look at him here. Oh, very badass. Um, he has on... Uh, like an axe and a crossbow and a sword and a bunch of armor and a regal flowing cloak and all this sort of thing. It all looks very, very stylish. Yeah. Very expensive looking, shiny looking gear. And he looks every inch the epitome of the warrior king. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, he somewhat um, gives it away by going, ah! <laughs> as you appear. Yeah. Takes a moment to recover, points, and shouts, It's Caitlin! Get him! Get him, you fools! <laughs> well done. <laughs> Very reasonable. And I suspect we're probably going to initiative here. That does seem like the appropriate this does seem like the so, appropriate moment for initiative. Uh, I think you will probably want to battle that. Oh soon. yes, this is a this is a big clusterfuck fight. Which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong, but 
would you like an explanation of what you're looking at first, or initiatives first? Let's have an explanation of what I'm looking at first. Okay, so for starters, we'll actually get Caleb and Brun out. Yep. Okay, so you have gone just beyond the doorway. Yep. You're literally side by side here. Yep. Okay, so what's this is the main door out. Yep. Which I'll draw a closed door around on. Yep. Um, when you actually take a moment to look round it, it is heavily barricaded. It's got a big solid bar on the other side Sweet. to stop you getting in. Yeah. So the giant on the other side is very possibly able to get through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's actually going to take him at least a little bit of effort. Uh, you've got two guards standing at the door. Two guards here. Four guards up on the stairway. Yep. King Drelev up in front of his throne. Grigory just next to him, and Quintessa on the other side. Sweet. So one, Bryn and I will have discussed our tactical plans with regard to the people we're likely to find in here. Sure. And basically our plan with Contessa is that we're not going to engage her or we're just kind of going to move, pick other targets. Yep. Like, we're not really going to make it obvious that we expect her to side with us, but we're also well, going to not go to attack her. You're not really expecting her to martially engage with you anyway, no. so... Okay, so... You've got Kaelin's initiative on three. Yep. Uh, Bryn is on 15. Good stuff. Drelev's guards are ready for this on 17. Very nice. This is their actual entire job. Yes. They were not expecting someone to teleport in, but, you know, they, they were expecting to have to defend their king. Uh, Hannes Drelev is on 18. Oh, very nice. Um, He's a twitchy little bugger with his own life is on the line. Lady Quintessa Murray is on 18, losing to Drelev. Right, yep. I've put her in green as a del- Me and Brunner in blue, the Dr- Drelev and guards and things are on in red, and she's in green as a delicate gesture. Uh, the colour drains out of Grigory's face as you appear. You may put him on a 7. Yep, still better than me. And I've got giant 1 and 2 here. Yep, so... Uh, outside giant is on 17. Yep. So, under Drelev and Quintessa. Yep. Uh, and the other giant is on two. Yep. Somebody gets worse than Kaelin and Anishita. Alright. Um, can you see that okay? Yes, yes I can. Excellent. Alright. <laughs> and Drelev beats everyone. Okay. And, and there is no surprise round because, you know... People have while we're we're recovering from the teleport while um people are freaking out. And you appear in the room and Drelev points and shouts and shouts Caleb, get him, get him Who <laughs> is so nearly cool. Yep, yep, but he freaks out upon your spontaneous appearance and then as he's the first one in initiative yep. a moment later regains himself. Uh, I'll want a monster manual to my um, giants and things. Yep. Going to be going endlessly back and forward between pages here. So. Yep. Um, Drelev looks up and, you know, takes a breath, garners himself a little, puts on a slightly more regal appearance. He gets over his initial moment of sheer freak out. Yeah, because he was expecting and to. He would normally have had some warning as we fought the giant and then bashed the door. He looks at you. You, you, you bastard half hawk! 
You've turned my own men against me. Somehow corrupted my citizens and my loyal soldiers to turn against their rightful king. I don't know what sort of black sorcery you use to put yourself in charge, but... Damn it all. Couldn't you have just had the good decency to go pick your own chunk of swampland and exploit it somewhere else? <laughs> Fight to the death, men! Fight to the death, he says, <laughs> and uh, draws his sword and begins to wave it around heroically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... So he draws out a very flash-looking Eldori longsword and calls out to calls out to his men, "Fight to the death for Fort Draylev! Remember that your family's lives are on the line here." <laughs> uh, and his men seem to be encouraged by this, and their resolve is steeled. And you can feel as he calls this out, there is a faint weave of something, some sort of magic through the air, as his men do seem to draw courage and inspiration from this. Ah, like he might be giving them some kind of one plus one to their attack, perhaps? Like he might be inspiring their courage. Uh, and Lady Quintessa Moray looks at this, uh, reaches down into her bodice and draws out what's literally a breast dagger. I don't know if you've seen them, those things with the curved handles like this. Ah, uh, yep. They have two, two curved handles, like a pair of scissors, and they're designed to slot between the breasts. She yep. draws it out, puts it in a quavering hand, and she says, she says to Drelev, My lord, my lord king, please protect me. You're the only one brave enough and strong enough to... And clings on his arm. Yeah. Uh, and... Grapples him. <laughs> she, she literally sort of throws herself into the throne, basically across his lap. He's not sitting down, he's getting up and standing. But she sort of throws herself across his arm, almost forcing him back down to the throne, and wraps around his arm. My lord, you must protect me from this beast! And that's her round. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is gonna be a masterclass. And it does give me flashbacks to the Jade Regent when I'd um, teamed up with the concubine there, too. Uh, Giant One is not presently anywhere to do anything useful. Yep. Uh, And the guards all step forward to heroically defend their lord. Yep. Uh, That is their job. The back there. The two, so the two nearest to him, I think, are going to actually just hold their position. Yeah, well that does seem sensible. I mean, if they all charge, I can see why they might want to all charge forward to engage me, uh, but it does leave do them a bit naked. Is if you give me another initiative for throne guards, I'll put a couple of them on hold. Yep, that makes sense. Um, let me just get another thingy. Where is that? Here they are. As they brace for whatever, they all have uh, fairly nice looking long swords. They all have nice shields. It doesn't look like Drelev has skimped on their armor and things. Yeah, I figured. And these are probably also the higher level, highest level guys he's got. Yeah. Um. So um, the throne guards are on the same initiative as the regular guards, but I've put them holding next to the giant. And so the other six all yep. look at this and like they're following some sort of plan. Uh, 
quick draw their blades out very rapidly, uh, then reach down the belts, all draw potions, and drink them. Right, yep. And these two, do, these two in front of him do not draw potions, they merely ready themselves for something. Do they draw, do they draw their weapons? Uh, no, they do not. Oh, but as you have seen, they, the other six of them have been able to do it very quickly. Uh, right, yes, so it will probably not draw. impede them overly. Yep, okay. But I won't tell you what they're readying actions for, because yeah, then yeah. you don't have to metagame around. And yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate that. Then there's no way I know. Alright, so these guys all draw, draw quick draw weapons and drink potions. Yep, and that did, does not give... They've got to draw the potion and then and drink, drink it, it, so it does not give them enough actions to do anything else useful with their lives. Yep. Uh, so... Bryn will just roll forward and start waffling some photos. Yep. <laughs> she can, of course, go um, straight. Yep, straight forward. Yep, so she will tumble to avoid attack of opportunity. Yep. And move half movement, 35 foot. Yep. Um, up to here. Yep. And as she does so, the guard in front of Drenlev whips his blade out and attacks her, as does the other one, as both the reactions go off. As soon as someone moves in the melee range of them. Uh, and, ooh, not bad, boys. Not bad at all. Uh, that is a... 17. And both of them will actually slash at her as she gets within range of them. Oh, sweet. Both long swords swing out precisely and connect with her. Wow. Ooh, uh... Uh, for 21 points total. Oof. So as Bryn moves into range, both of them draw their weapons like lightning and slash at her. And then she... Pick the wrong horse. Never pick the lame one. Always go for strength. <laughs> and she will just uppercut the guy in front of her. Yeah. Uh, stunning fisting him as well, because... Uh, however... He is quicker than you might think to react and ducks away from this. Uh, even yeah, even without his shield up, he is quick enough to get away from that. Nice. So that is all of her, unfortunately. She moves in, takes two takes two reactions. Uh, the guards can step back into. Ah, uh, yes. So they um, come in under Bryn or just before Bryn? Before her. Yep. So as she moves, she triggers the read action, which is, of course, attack anyone yep. who comes within melee range of the king. Yep. And then... It is Gregory. That's uh, Gregory. There's no obvious exits from this room, so it's definitely going to be... <laughs> has to look up a thing before he can um... so Gregory goes pale and white and will take a step back from yeah. Drelev, uh putting a hand on Drelev as he does so and he says your majesty now is the hour to prove your heroic deeds as we have discussed pats him on the shoulder and casts some sort of spell on him yeah and as neither of you have any spellcraft, you don't... Um, no, no, that's quite right. There's no Im- immediately obvious blowing lights, but Drelev looks more confident, bolder, yeah. more yep. daring. Mm-hmm. And then it is Caelan. Alrighty. Um, well, I don't want to leave Bryn up there all by herself. 
So, of course, I don't move very fast, 5, 10, 15, 20, but I don't see any reason I can't charge in a straight line. Yeah, as long as it's not more than 40 foot up there, because there's stairs as well, remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, 5, 10, 15, 20, so I'm going to provoke from that guy, but I'll show you where I wind up. Um, 5, 10, yep, I'm only trying to get up to um, where Bryn is. You're at minus 2 AC as you provoke from that guard as you get past him. He, of course, slashes out at you. Uh, and that is 19 to hit you. Uh, which will not hit. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, um, Remembering your AC's at minus 2. Yes, yes, yes. And, um, it, it, it only needs to be at a minus um, 10. Yeah, so he ducks low, slashes out, and there's a clang noise. Yeah. And then um, I will move up into melee with these dudes, yep. and because I'm, and I will make a single yep. attack. And because you're charging, you can eviscerate the guy in front of you if you yep. so desire. Or, or his buddy. Yep. Yeah, I, you know, the guy in front of me will do nicely. Yep. So, um, so as Kaelin, as Kaelin moves up before he, before he swings, he'll look at Annis and said, Look, I'd have been perfectly happy to leave you in your swamp if it hadn't been for your sneak attacking my kingdom. And then he'll look at, behind him at Gregory. Well, I can't say I'm not happy to see you back there. But you surrender, you, you surrender fast enough and you can live this time. But you keep fighting for him and you can die with him. <laughs> All right, and then I will take a swing at this guy. All right, and um, uh, thirty-three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what does charging give you a bonus to uh, attack? Uh, to or hit. To hit. Okay, thirty-five. Yep. <laughs> he he does not have his shields up yet, so you smash through his armor. Yep. And then, um, uh, uh, that is, um, 20 points of damage. Okay, he's still up. Yep. You smack, slash into him and he staggers under the blow. Yeah, this is, this isn't the good round. Next round when I don't have to move will be the good round. And some more of them are close to melee with me. Your cleave good. goes off. Oh, right. Um, of course, because even though I don't get to full attack, I do get to cleave. Correct. Yes. All right, and I will swing... one guy that you can hit. Yeah, I will swing at the next guy with a minus two, um, and that's a uh, 29. Yep, no problem. Uh, for um, 15. And again, you slash into him a little less heavily as he turns with the blow. Yep. Yes, that was a um, poor roll on the damage. And at that point, I'm out of melee opponents, and thus um, out of cleave. Yep. Yes, I would like some more of them to get into a huddle with me so I can hit more of them at once. What's our friend Giant doing out there? Uh, just checking if he's actually noticed the battle. Is oh, right, yes. Because <laughs> it is a very thick door. Quite possibly a very thick Giant. It'd have to be pretty thick. <laughs> Let's just have a look at the old uh, Deadly Hill Giants. Uh, and they're... Mo- oh, ho, ho! Positive bonuses to listen. Good stuff. Uh, but not enough to hit the difficulty he is looking for. Yep. A whopping five. Yep. So, the ki- what we see in here is there is a lot of clanging and shouting and Kaelin slashes at this guy, rents his armor, and the guard staggers away going, Oh, in pain! And yells. Then the camera cuts outside to where the giant has thud 
hears some sort of thud, thud, thud muffled from behind the the thick door, looks around, taps his club a bit more, scratches his head and says, to himself a giant little subtitles come up. Humans have noisy sex. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, it's got Drelov and Contessa in here. (laughs) And then it is Drelov. Drelov. Who is ready for his hero moment. Yep, he's been buffed. You know, he's got his boys. He's ready to do his awesome thing. He's got his awesome Eldori longsword up. On the whole, uh, yeah, he will actually delay. Okay, that's fine. He he looks briefly around for the best tactical opportunity. Uh, Quintessa, and of course, he is still grappled. Yeah, Quintessa hangs off his arm, uh, and she will also call out, "You, you heard." You heard him. Everybody do their part for the rightful king of Fort Drelev. Everybody do what you can. This is the moment where we will define what happens next. Let us all fight. Fight as hard as we can for the glory and triumph this day. And uh, she begins to sing. Uh, and you can feel magic vibrating off her as well, um, strongly filling the room and thrumming. And yet the guards don't seem to be all that inspired by it. You, however, oh sweet, uh, feel the the harmonics of the magic moving through you, and can at this point fairly easily decode the subtle message. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I did notice you didn't say who was the rightful. Uh, you get inspired courage plus two. Oh, sweet. As does Brun, obviously. Yep. So that's um, plus two bonus to attack and damage, yes. and fear saving throws. Yep. That's, that's actually going to come up. And can you and Brynn both give me a sense motive check here? Does Gregory spot this? Uh, Thirteen. Of course, we are not the best sense motive couple. You see Gregory look at Quintessa for a long moment like he's thinking about something. Not sure what conclusion he's drawn from this, but he's definitely like... Yeah, well, he's more than bright enough to notice the rightful king, but... And that is Quintessa? Yep. Um, she only has verbal components, so she is not obliged to release Drelev. He's not trying to fight her off, so yeah. nobody needs to take any actions there. Uh, giant buff and rumble is still elsewhere. Uh, and the guards. Yes. Non-throwing guards and then throwing guards. Heroically and... That's very thoughtful of them. Yeah, well... <laughs> it's not like they've got their better plan is to fight at range. And besides, you know, this is a lot of melee and these guys are relatively good. I just appreciate it because when it finally gets round to my round I will be one happy Caitlin. Okay. In the meantime, that is one hell of a lot of flank. And they all close. Uh, the two in front of you and Bryn whip their shields out. 
Yep. At which point I no longer need to... Oh, no, I still do need to determine between them. Because some, the, some of them didn't drink potions. Yep. Uh, at this point, now surrounded, uh, they will not pull their potions out and provoke drinking them, because that would be foolish. Yeah. Uh, instead, they pull their shields out. Yep. The two that didn't already have them. Yep. Uh, as the other guards move, they quick draw shields as well. Yep, so now everybody's got shields. Now everybody's got a shield and a long sword, basically. Yep. Uh, Man, there are occasions where I kind of wish I had Talia out. This is this is the best heat metal environment I've ever seen. They move up, and you see kind of a bunch of stern, devoted faces around you, shouting for the king, for Fort Dreyleb, for our home. Clash, 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 and a flurry of steel surrounds you. Yep. Yeah, I didn't want. I figured there was going to be a knot around the person attacking the king, and I didn't want it to be grown all by herself. Uh, so you got. 4-4, four, four, so that's nice and easy. 2-5. Uh, what is your AC that they're aiming for? Uh, 20. Uh, hang on. Um, I charged last turn. Yep, so you're at minus 2. 27. Okay, so... 1 will hit you. Uh, right. So... These 4 will swing at you. This guy takes a stab forcing you to defend yourself from his buddy flanking on the other side and hits you. The yep. other three all miss. Yep. Uh, can you take a whopping five, uh, sorry, eight points of damage? Yep. Um, it's, uh, 118. Yep. Miss, miss on Bryn and miss, miss on Bryn. Excellent. Uh, not, they do not appear to be all uh, yes. Uh, and one of the other ones does hit you, inspired by Drayliff's courage. Ah, yes. It was one point under, so... Uh, and that is... That's nine as well. Okay, and um, did the other guy do me an extra point of damage because of Drayliff's courage? Ah, uh, yeah, but I factored that one. Sweetness. Okay, yep. I just hadn't, hadn't realised the one bonus to hit was going to make it a difference. difference. Yeah, absolutely. And Kaelin takes some light blows. Yes, as they slash in at you with their various long swords. Yep. Uh, and then it is round to, to Bryn. Uh, no, it is round to Drayleb who steps into this. Point. Oh right, yes. Uh, he shakes Quintessa off. Let me go. Let me go, woman. It's time to put all this training to use. <laughs> and he shakes her arm off, and she is actually not going to resist that one. Yeah, so makes no effort to resist his grapple, so he just walks away from her. Yes, there's probably a uh, there's probably a limit to which she can push this before everybody in the room knows um, she's on my team. And he strides confidently towards you, he's, you know, surrounded by the wall of men and steel yeah, yeah, between gonna, you and him. He's going to have to struggle if he wants any melee. He's um. No, no, there is in fact one spot open, uh, like, uh, yes. like they have sort of pre-planned this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Trailer strides towards you. I was really hoping it would come to this when I saw you at the Rushlight tournament, you know. I, it would have been nice to have crushed your city and taken your resource with minimum loss to your kingdom, but really I hope I can still pull that out once I get you out of the way. The thing is, you don't know what you're dealing with here, King Kalen. You've seen me use a lot of others to get my way. Well, a true king knows the value of leadership. A true king knows when to let his men step in for him. 
but a true king knows the value of keeping up his training. You see, I've trained with the Eldori sword lords, and he whirls his blade at you. In Brevoy, I've trained with some of the best, and I assure you, every day I face my guards in combat, and I have never once lost. None of them have laid more than a single blow upon me. <laughs> and he steps in to here, and you can make a sense motive check here. Is this one of those that add my base attack bonus sense no, motive? No, it's just not. a regular sense motive check. Okay. Uh, that is a uh, 24. Okay, so as he says this, he seems very confident in what he's telling you. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it, it, it may. Sorry. Um, he seems very confident in what he's telling you. If it's a facade, it's not one that you can penetrate. Yeah. So you receive no further information from the GM on that role. On the other hand, his guards are a good bit less politically inclined, and you see their eyes sort of flicker slightly. And you consider that it's very possible that you know none of his the guards have ever landed more than one shot on him. And yeah. the ones that have, you know, might have gotten volunteered for werewolf experiments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I get how that's going now. And Drelev heroically steps in towards you and swings out at you with his devastating Eldori longsword. Oh, I can't wait. This is going to be good. I'm going to laugh my ass off if he crits you. Yeah, that would be hilarious. I'll laugh too. But I'm going to laugh even harder if he misses. Uh, well... <laughs> Now that's a two on the dice. Okay, yeah, well, in all fairness, that probably wasn't that probably isn't the extent of his martial prowess. Uh, he steps in and swings at you, and does look uh, perhaps a little surprised, but perhaps a little less confident as the blow clangs off your armor. Yeah. He says, "Ha! Ah, half orcs have tougher thin than skin than I expected." Mm-hmm. Well, when we're, when we're wearing plate, I. <laughs> One thing if you pay people to fall down for you. Another thing if you go into the wild and fight animals. They don't respect your wealth. They just see you like I do. Meat. (laughs) And she, fairly contemptuous of the guards around her, it must be said, yanks out a net and provokes a whole pile of attacks of opportunity. Oh, yikes. Or rather, yanks out a net and then throws it at Drayle, provoking a whole pile of attacks of opportunity. Yeah. Those are some. That, that, these boys are, are, are pretty tough. Mm. On the other hand, uh, one of them will hit her. Okay, all right. That that was for eight points of damage. Yeah. And she hurls the net at a very surprised-looking Draylev. Yeah. Uh, hits his touch AC, uh, and he is entangled in this net. All of a sudden, what the? Un- get this thing off me! I'm the king. Damn it! <laughs> Not for very much longer. <laughs> and that is Brun. Yep. Oh wait, no, she can't because it's a net. Uh, no, she doesn't have quick draw, so she can't draw it, throw it, and make other multiple attacks. So yep. that is her. Yep. Uh, Grigory um, looks at this, uh, waves his hands, and begins casting something. Uh, and you can't make a spellcraft check. You may, however, make a listen check. Uh, 
Kaelin's um, slightly distracted by the battle gets a meagre 11. Uh, so he casts something and mouths a bunch of what might be arcane mumbo jumbo or whatever and then he raises his hands he does have a rapier on him that he hasn't remotely even drawn and in fact what he will do here is raise one hand draw the rapier out with the other one ten very gingerly and drop it on the floor I surrender and um Kaelin sighs a deep and um, plaintive sigh. Fine. <laughs> I'll honour your surrender. Bugger. I was really looking forward to gutting it. <laughs> uh, and then he'll look over at uh, Draylith. I'm, I'm very impressed. And it, it does my heart good to see you've been out there fighting men that you pay, uh, pay every day. I think it might have been slightly better practice if you'd gone out and dealt with some of them monsters you let infest your woods, but um, we'll see how it managed. I couldn't be I couldn't be happier it's finally come to this. You've been a pain in my ass since uh, it, it's the day you came down to this fetid swamp you call a kingdom, and I couldn't be happier that you've given me an opportunity to whack your head off and be done with it. And then he will strike a strike at Drelev, notably at neck level. Yep. <laughs> Alright, uh, that is a 29 to hit. Uh, so let me just work that out. Oh, my apologies, it's a um, 31, thanks to the aid of Confessor. Uh, he, I'm just checking the stuff has worked into his AC. Yep. Okay, so as you swing at him, uh, he leaps back away from you with some sort of swordsman's training. He actually does know which end to hold and, you know, took an okay swing at you and that sort of thing. Uh, the sword almost seems to move of its own volition to try and block your blow. You do hit him, but it's surprisingly difficult. Good to know. Uh, the sword blocks some of the blow, and as you hit him, it doesn't go through with all the force that you might expect. Uh... As if there is some sort of supernatural protections around him. His his armor seems unusually hard and tough and that sort of thing. Basically, you'd assume he's got a bunch of magical protections of some kind on that are raising his AC to something reasonably respectable. Yep. Uh, you do hit him, but not by enormous amounts. Good to know. Roll damage. Okay, um, so that is... Um, 17. Right roll kind of poorly on the old damage. And your sword cuts through some of his armour and his protections, and Drelev vanishes. Interesting. There is... You, you clearly see the blow hits him. There is a brief spurt of blood into the air. He goes, ah! And then the scream just stops, and he's gone. Should have known it was too good to be true. And that is that. Yep. Uh, uh, so, because I hit him... Yep. Ah, uh, yes, you still have your other attacks. Yeah, and I presume... Do I get to cleave because I hit him successfully? Uh, yes, you did hit him successfully, so yep. go nuts. Cool. All right, so then I'm moving around starting with this guy. Yep. Okay, uh, so that's a... Um, 
Uh, I am perfectly happy to just give you their AC if it makes your um. Yeah, I'll just um. Thirty-two to hit this guy easily. Uh, four. Let's add all this up. All right, so. Uh, 21 points of damage. Okay, so Drelev twists away from the main force of your blow, then vanishes seemingly to thin air. The rest of the strike cleaves through, hits the guard, and kills him. Yep. Hmm. Alright, and then I continue cleaving. Yep. I can't, I can't reach yes, it. Can. Cool. And to that guy. Six of those eight guys are valid targets for Glaive. Sweet. Um, so this one was poor, and this is where it may become relevant. Yep. Is, um... He doesn't have his potion on, though. Alright, and... Um... That is a 23 hit. hit. Sorry, let me just change. Yeah, so that cancels out. Sorry, it's a twin. It's a 21 to hit. That will still hit him. Okay, that's fine. Just trying not to cheat. Um, so that's... Uh, uh, 22. Gone. Okay. Um, and then this one. Yep. Uh, 22 to hit that one as well. Uh, that will miss. Okay. Uh, as you hit at that guy, like the others, he has a shield up. But as you swing out of the shield, before it connects to it, it bounces off some sort of field of deflection. Right. Okay. Um, and that's all of that attack. And there's an obvious point of distinction to you between the guy drank his potion, the other one didn't. So it's some sort of potion of AC boosting Watson's. Got it. Um, Alright, and then I will... I've used up my cleave. I've used one of my attacks. Yep, you have two more attacks to go. And I will start on this guy. Yep, get nuts. Okay, uh, so... uh, 33. Yep, easily. Uh, Oh, this is not going to be his day. Uh, uh, 26. He's still standing. Grizzled veteran that he is. Nice. And um, I will swing at him again. Uh, you've got, um, have you got Great Cleave? I do have Great Cleave, but I believe you said I could, can I use it on every one of my attacks? You can't cleave more than, you can't cleave a given target more than once per round. Oh, right. But because I didn't, because I didn't hit, because I didn't get past, I can start on these Uh, guys. Everyone, everyone that is still standing is a valid target because you haven't yet hit any of them. Sweet. Okay. Um, so that's a, um... 28 to hit this guy. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure if you can cleave the same guy that you missed previously, but you can certainly do the other two. Yep. I'm assuming the 28 hits. Uh, Yes, yes indeed it does. Cool. And that's um, 22 points of damage to Lantern Boy. Yep. So... You can indeed hit them all. So yep. He gets sliced and is still standing too. Yep. And then I move on to this fellow. Let's re-roll that. Yeah. Um, uh, 21 to hit him. Yep. Uh, you miss him, sorry. Yep. If that's to hit rather than damage. Yep. So, um... You miss him, at which point your cleave ends. And, yep. So, and then I'm back round... You have a third attack. I have a third attack. Yep. Um... So I'm going to start with him, yep. so that I can cleave this guy who I haven't yet cleaved if I hit him. Yep. It doesn't matter. The you can cleave anyone you threaten. So right. Yep. It doesn't have to be anyone who's adjacent to the guy you're hitting. Yep. 
Um, good point, actually. I'll attack him because yep. I did Looks have lots of, lots of damage. Um, and then that is. Um, uh, is a 21, which I believe will miss as well. Same, same thing again. You the hit the deflection field around yeah. him. And I did hit a lot of these guys. <laughs> but I would quite like to know where Drellium is. Uh, and that is all of you. Yes. And it is the giant outside the door who may or may not have heard that there is in fact a battle in progress. So, that is just going to happen now. (laughs) Cut outside. He's got the club up his nose. (laughs) Two ones in a row on his list of checks. I love this giant. I'm super happy I left him outside the door. It's going to take him a few rounds. It's going to take him at least one round to bash through the door as well when he finally does click it onto what's happening. He'll probably turn out to be a bit of a nasty opponent given I don't have a sorceress to set him on fire. But... Uh, Quintessa calls out, "Fight bravely, men! Our king, fight bravely, men! Our king is using his contingency plan. Fear not." He'll fear not. He'll be safe. He'll be safe in his most secure location, and will take the passage out soon. <laughs> I shall go and aid him, and she casts something as well and vanishes into thin air. Sweet. It's <laughs> fine. Uh, do you, the player, need a um, sense motive check to pass to pass that or no? No, I think she suggests that Jalen's escaping has got some kind of escape route via the secret, some kind of route out of here, which he's using via the secret passage, and that she's heading after him. Yeah, the, the she's heading after him is obvious, and this is something that she's trying to tell you. Yeah. So all she's got to do is pass on Gregory's sense motive. Um, so the most secured place in here would be his bedroom. Right. Yeah. So he's. Uh, somehow, yep. ma- magic, obviously, yep. uh, has disappeared to his bedroom. Yep. Where he is now presumably planning his getaway down, down the, the old secret, secret passage. passage. Yep. And she's going to go and help him. Yep. With, as the loving um, concubine that she is. Then the... So Draylith will step out of initiative as well. Yep. <coughs> the guards. Yep. Off they go. Uh, I can't five foot step because I can't five foot step upstairs. Uh, we'll just have to live with what they've got then. Uh, uh, really, they don't really need to heroically defend Gregory given that he's surrendering. So. <laughs> no. uh, none of them hit you. Yep. Uh, two of them hit Brun, however, they really don't like it. Yep. And she is looking mildly unhealthy. Yep. And at this point, yep. Just as Bryn prepares to move, there is a flash of light in the room, um, and you hear infidels. You face the wrath of a mechis strewn. I am not some bully boy with a sword. I am a wizard. And I am fully prepared to defend my kingdom. Lord Drelev, you will see. Where the bloody hell is the king? 
and in a very dramatic looking flash of light three more people appear in the room behind you one of them is a half-orc woman with one hand, the other one this glowing sort of spectral thing and a great sword, uh, Lynette. Yeah. Uh, one of them is Emeka Strun, his robes flowing out behind him, his hands crackling with arcane power. Yeah. Hmm? And one of them is the very puffed up looking in her ball dress, Baron- Baroness Pavaretta Strun Drelev. I'm amazed he brought her. <laughs> wasn't quite what he was expecting to teleport into. Yeah. Uh, and then can I have three more people for the initiative track? Absolutely. Spell Amicus. Uh, what do you fancy? Uh, I M E C K U S. Yeah, I would not have guessed that. And um, Lynette. Man, I really don't want to kill her off character. <laughs> Okay, so where should I put them in initiative? Just under uh, all, uh, all three under the guards. Yep. Okay, so just under where Drelev was. Yeah. Um, should he, he and Quintessa stay on the map, or um? Uh, not really. They can just because by the time you get to them, you'll be in an entirely separate combat. combat. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so there we go. Quintessa but and the, Drelev. The, well, these, theoretically, you could dimension door after them. But, yeah, um, yeah. No, no. As it is, we're in melee with many people. Let us presume that by the time you um. If, if you do indeed choose the bench draw after them, which is a very valid option, we'll then re-roll initiative for everyone there. Because yeah, exactly. you'll all be coming in surprised by where you're all standing relative yeah, yeah. to each other anyway. Uh, so that is Emekis. He teleports in. Yep. Um, uh, I don't know if you want these guys in a different order. I just kind of put them arbitrarily uh, it's, down. It's kind of complicated because yeah. they'll choose to act around each other. Yeah. Um, you hit... My lord, we've come to... Where the bloody hell is the king? <laughs> oh, uh, I need one more mystery guest in initiative there oh, as well. Oh, okay, sure someone else with them. An unseen threat. Interesting. Move that and add mystery guest. And Pavaretta Strundrelev strides forward mm-hmm. as they appear. And... There we go, I'll put mystery guest above everyone else. My husband has the most advanced magical protections that money can buy. And you, you great brutish filthy half-orc, are not invited into our home. Get out! Get out! Get out! And she goes five footsteps across here to the table, uh, picks up a plate from it, and slings it at your head. Okay. Perhaps shockingly enough, it crashes into your armour and breaks into a million pieces without actually harming you in any fashion. And then she shouts, Precious! Kill! Precious! Kill! <laughs> and jumping out of her handbag, you hear, <laughs> as the dog runs up to attack you as well. 
Are we going to put the dog on the initiative? That's the mystery guest. Oh, that's the dog. That's awesome. I congratulate you. This fight has a high degree of awesome. <laughs> Alright, I'll put the dog above Favorisa. Uh, the dog has no useful method of getting in there, so... It goes... Fear its terrifying powers. Its teeth are, you know, as big as... Well, not one of your fingers, but... Yeah. As big as a... a Can I see the dog again? You're being threatened by a chihuahua. Yeah. It's Paris dog. Yeah. I'm pleased it's an initiative. That makes me happy. Uh, And you get another sense motive check here as all these people suddenly enter. Yes. Uh... I get a twenty, another twenty-four. Okay, so you see a variety of different reactions on their faces here. Um, for one thing, Pavaretta couldn't really have any remote expectation that she was going to defeat you with a dinner plate, even if your reputation was wildly exaggerated and you were merely a generic brand mercenary. Yeah, you would think anyone with martial training would take her to pieces fairly easily. Yeah. Uh, however, it's not that she thinks she can take you, it's just that she's so completely convinced that she's invincible. Yeah. Not out of any physical prowess, but, but because, because she's, she's the mistress of the house and she's too important to be defeated and everything always goes her way. Yeah. Uh, Emekis, on the other hand, looks at this and just winces yeah. as he suddenly realises that from his point of view, he's arrived here to defend Drelev and pull his ass out of the fire once again, only to find that Drelev has already left the party. Yeah. Um, and Lynette looks at this with complete and utter disgust and contempt. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, just maybe she's not necessarily going to put her ass on the line for a king who's already booked. <laughs> That is Pavaretta. Emekis' action was teleporting. Teleporting in, yeah. And Lynette looks at this, uh, turns to Emekis Strun, uh, and the only language they have in common is Teldane, so they'll have to stick with that. So you can follow this conversation because neither of them are particularly quiet. Um, she turns and she says, I thought you said Dre- I thought you said how Drelev was protected. He was some of the best magical protection I, I could muster. His contingencies weren't supposed to go into effect unless he'd suffered from a severe blow. We got word six seconds ago. <laughs> He's already done. You know what? I'm not getting paid enough for this shit. Good girl. And she turns around walks to the door and starts unbarring it. Well, that's actually going to provide an annoying help to me anyway, because they'll let the giant in, but such is life. And then it is Bryn, who sort of looks around at this and... Yeah, Bryn's pretty confident in your capacities here. Bryn looks around at you. You've got this, right? Yeah. Uh, and she turns turns around. <sighs> heard you think queen. Heard you think queens should be people like you, and grins at Pavaretta. 
and um, you may give me another sense motive check. Work that sense motive here. Uh, Nineteen. Okay, uh, because Bryn's capacities are pretty abominable here. Uh, Bryn's totally just about to go over there and, and kick her ass. Yeah. Uh, but f- feeling that you have this situation with six guards under control. Yeah, that's quite And true. they can't actually stop Bryn just, you know, no, leaping over their heads and tumbling yeah. through them. She's going to go over there and kill Pavaretta. Ah, uh, hmm? Because she's not weighted by your moral sensibilities about beating on people who are weaker than her. Yeah. Um, so, if you wish to uh, prevent that, you are welcome to uh, ask her not to do so. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kaelin and smiles at this for a moment, then looks slightly worried. Uh, don't kill her, love. She can't fight with Toffee. If you want to kill the, if you want to kill the wizard, that's another matter. She's killed a lot of people, one way or the other. Good point. And Bryn will... Uh, just even need to roll to tumble here. Goes through the guards with ease, who swing belatedly, slowly and confusedly. Uh, given where she is, she will rock up there. And... She... Grabs Pavaretto by the head... And smashes her face off the table. Yeah. There is a loud crunch noise as a tooth gets embedded into the table. Yep. And I suppose I should roll her damage here. <laughs> as Bryn grab, grabs her. Got you! And your little dog too! Smash! <laughs> Smashes her head off the table, embeds a tooth in it, and knocks her out cold. Sweet. <laughs> yep. And Pavaretta has a brief moment to look horrified as Bryn just completely shatters her face. Yeah. Not I'm lethal. Good. I'm good with that. <laughs> and that was Pavaretta's story Yep. And more importantly, Bryn's in melee with the wizard. Yep. That's the important part here. Yep. Alright, um, I'm accepting Gregory's surrender. Unless he wants to do some kind of dodgy, um dodgy shit, he can, um, I can step him out of initiative. Uh, he is going to remain in initiative. He should take actions for the moment. Cool, that's fine. Uh, he says, I'll just, uh, uh, step out of the way, then. He's booking for the door. No. He's moving slowly and carefully with his hands held up yeah. around the side of the room. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lynette just happens to be coincidentally invoking involving the door on the other side. Uh, and then it's Caleb. Yep. He Gregory takes no hostile actions against you. He holds his hand up, he leaves his weapon on the floor, and he moves slowly yep. and carefully away. Alright. Um, and Caleb will um, look round at Lynette. At, you might have a bit of a grudge against me, lass, but I've no quarrel with you. you you've no need to be in a hurry. And I take it in the kindness as you wouldn't uh, unbar the door because there's a gi- um, there's a gi- bloody giant on the other side, but it's your call. And um, then he will look round at the rest of these boys. Any of you lads want to rethink dying for a king who's already abandoned you? We protect the king with our lives. Bloody hell! All right then. <laughs> Loyalists. Yeah, I knew. I kind of knew that was going to happen. Yeah, Drelov is not going to surround himself with people who are going to wishy-washy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, and um, the Kaelin will start off with the badly injured guy. Yep. 
Okay, um, that is an extremely poor roll. And he does have that potion, so that is... Uh, let me know when Quintessa's Inspire wears out. Uh, qu- quite some while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, and that is a 22 to hit. That's Kaelin rolls excessive. Uh, that will miss him again. Yep. Alright, and Kaelin misses his first strike. Yep. Alright, at which point he moves on to a second attack. Wow, are they getting their money worth out of those potions of shield of faith? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, the, um... Alright, Kaelin hits him again. Uh, this is... This is not going to be his day. Trail of quibbled investing in them. Yeah. Not going to be his day. Um, well, yeah, well, clearly Drelu's plan was to already have left the throne room at this point. Uh, 29 plus... Uh, 31 on the second strike, however. So you can no longer hear Quintessa. Her magic is no longer working its charms on you, but you can still feel its lingering effects, so four more rounds because you can't hear it anymore. Sweet. Alright, um, and then that is... Um, uh, 17 points of damage to this chap, alas. Uh, splash. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Unsurprisingly. Yeah. Uh, Kaelin is not relishing killing these dudes. Alright, and then he cleaves um, with this fellow. That is very good. Uh, and that's a 28 on the second chat. For 21 points of damage to him. Whack. Oh. Um, following round on this fe- another cleave attempt that goes around to this fellow, at which point I may run out of cleave. Because that is. Yep, a 21. Miss. So I'm out of cleave and I'm onto my third attack. Yep. Which point I will swing batter batter at him again, um, and uh, that's a good solid. I might get my third attack actually off. Uh, Twenty-eight. Yep. And I hit him. Oh dear. He is completely unharmed. Yep. Okay. Uh, that was so he may survive this, but uh, that's a twenty-five. He is still alive. Good for him, and then I will cleave onto this chap. Yep. And that will flat miss. Yep. As, um, yep, and Kaelin kills a couple more of them, and um, is running low on opponents. If some people would get into melee with him, that would be thoughtful. Oh, they are coming. Yep. Because right now, it's the most fearsome turn of all. It's the, do- <laughs> it's the dog. <laughs> Precious steps into initiative. Yep. Precious has opportunity to kill. Precious does not need to wait for the flank. Yeah. Precious comes in under Caleb. Precious steps in. (laughs) Unless the dog injures me, I'm going to think it's beneath my dignity to attack it. Can you make me a will save? Oh god, it's a demon of some kind. Uh, it's a 24. Uh, yes, yes, it will. Okay, so you're like looking at this little chihuahua dog and you're like, what the... Yeah. Really? Yeah. To be honest, some part of you, because you've got Handle Animal, is kind of surprised the dog is actually coming to get you. Or possibly like Pavaretta, it's so super entitled it doesn't realise how outside of its league it is. Yeah. And then it bites into your leg. Ah, yep. And its little fangs pierce straight through your plate armor. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and rip into your leg. Okay, alright. This is not a dog. 
Was there some sort of demon her brother got for her? Uh, 20. Uh, for 21 points of damage. Holy shit! And the little things sink in and hang on to you for a moment before, as it, as it basically gr- attempts to grapple you, before yeah. they then slip out again automatically because of your ring of freedom of movement. Uh, yes. it's, it's one of those bite, impromptu grapple, etc, etc. And when you look down, you can still see the little, you know, yappy, annoying chihuahua dog, but it's now this sort of translucent overlay. It's definitely a dog-shaped thing. It's about that big, but its eyes are burning like bright red coals, and where its fangs have bitten into you, they are sharp and curved, almost vampiric, and they are dripping little spots of acid. And it's get, making this sort of noise coming out of its throat. It's like something the size of a chihuahua, but it's clearly some sort of hell beast, dog, demon thing. Right, okay. And... And that's precious. Yep. Okay. <laughs> the most fearsome combat of all. Yep, and this is actually pretty fearsome. That is one fuck ton of damage. I would not like to take four more of those. Uh, and that is precious. Right, guards. So the guards look sort of look slightly sideways at this, as the, from their point of view the little chihuahua hooks into your leg and suddenly there's this big fountain of blood coming <laughs> yeah, out yeah. of the calf. Uh, nonetheless, they will move in and continue to assault you. Yep. Ooh. Someone hit me? Uh, I think the low one there is a 28. Yep, so that one will miss. Yep. Uh, is it 29 AC you're looking for? Yep. So the other two both hit you. Yeah, the other two both hit you and crit threat you. Ooh, nice. Uh, and the fourth guy merely hits you. Okay. Uh, one crit won't confirm, one will. Oh, nasty. So that is three straight hits. Uh, two straight hits and one crit. Yep, that's going to be a lot of damage. This could not be Carolyn's day. Eight, six. 14. You've got no DR or anything relevant, do you? No. So I can do more than one hit. That is 34 points of damage. Ooh, nasty. As they surround you and shred into you. Yep. Kaelin's on half it. And then it is a mecha strewn. Yep. Yes, this this could be a bit ugly. Yeah, well, you were, you were confident until Precious got in there. Yeah, yeah, I fucking done yeah. I can take a lot of dudes or a demon, but not yeah, necessarily yeah. both. You remember the guys that you didn't want to investigate or deal with? Imbecus yeah, yeah. and Pavaretta? Imbecus <laughs> uh, needs to look up some of his spells because they're higher level than what the. Um... Mm-hmm. Okay, that's. need to worry about that. So. Imekis looks horrified at Bryn bashing his sister's head into the table and yeah. denting her teeth. And he says, How dare you lay your hands on my sister? We are the rightful rulers of this place. We did the work of carving it out. You can't simply assault her like she's a common woman. 
I was hoping, in the absence of King Draylid, of Hannes, that we could discuss this rationally, but you hurt my sister. Crap. And he steps back away from Bryn and brings his hand up, and as he does so, they crackle with a sudden, intense heat, and there is a noise as a massive string of bolts of lightning jump out of his fingers, hit towards Bryn, bounce off her, bounce over the guards and between their legs, and hit you as well. Yeah. Yes, I, um, I should have, I should have called Bryn off more emphatically. Uh, and can you both make me reflex saves? Of course, he is not a profay that Bryn is a high-level monk. No. So she jumps over the bolt of lightning with a cruel evasion. Yep. Um, Caitlin, on the other hand, gets a mega 17. Caitlin, on the other hand, gets struck with the secondary blow here. Yep. As this arc of strange lightning comes flying around and does you waffle loads of damage. So that is that's half as much as the primary one did. Right? Oh, that's going to be sort all then. Uh, Thirteen points of lightning damage. Cool. And that is all of Mecca's. Uh, Lynette will just fairly trivially unbar the door it's designed to be lifted flicks the bar up, pushes the door open, walks out and as the door swings back into place heavily you can vaguely hear from the other side fight go on in there from the giant presumably and Lynette says war's over, get out of my way fight, fight Fine, you hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet, good girl. And uh, you can exit Lynette from initiative, presuming you don't want to chase her down. Lord, no. She is uh, basically wandering out of here yeah. through the giant. Mm-hmm. And Bryn looks at Megas. <clears throat> you hurt my husband. <laughs> Let's have the extremely unfair fight of Monk versus Wizard. <laughs> Think magic can do anything. Learn to do things for yourself. And she just leaps full bore. <laughs> yep. And she will waffle him with a stunning fist on the first of her many, many attacks. Yep. Uh, hits him hits him with the stunning fist crit threats him with the second one ah uh, yep hits him with the third one mm-hmm. and misses her last attack right yep so how's this fortitude save wizards are known for being good at that sort of thing uh, he is actually stunned sweet uh, and confirms the crit Yep. And he does not have any sort of supernatural capacity to do anything about this, so 
No, I need D8s for damage is bigger than one critting it is. Not that it matters for fighting Pavaretta or <laughs> two hit points. You're gonna have a bad day, my friend. <laughs> and Bryn jumps on him, clawing and slashing, and just rips a chunk off the side of him <laughs> uh, for 48 points of damage. Sweet! And he's stunned. And he's stunned. <laughs> Go, go, Bryn. <laughs> Protection from energy, that shit, buddy. Yeah. Alright. And then it is, um... Uh... Bryn... Who's next? Gregory. Gregory? Does he want to come right up to the wizard, or does he want to hang... Oh, he, he wants. Krusty wants out. Yep. Just kind of walks out the front door. Yeah. So as I see him leaving, I'm going to call out to him. Um, you take contract with me again, boy, and it's the last thing you ever do. Just going out to surrender to your troops. Sure, sure. <laughs> That's three. <laughs> and Gregory exits the battlefield. Yep. Drelev and his loyalists. Yep, he didn't do a lot to um, inspire their um, trust and support. Alright. And it's Kaelin. All good. Alright. Um, you want to surrender, Amekis? Now would be a very good time. I mean, you know, once you can think straight again. Uh, uh. Alright. Alright. Don't want I'd like to get out of this situation, but I don't want to provoke from it. I do like my cleaving position. Yep. And Kaelin will hard man up and stand in the fight, despite the fact that he is running low on them proverbial hit points. In fact, he's not running that low, but he's down to about a third of his total, which doesn't make him super happy. And um, he is going to unleash all his attacks on this demon here. Yep. Precious. (laughs) Yes. He is not pro-demon. Okay. If that doesn't hit, I'd better start running. That's a 37. Quite definitely. Does your um, sword have any particular capacities on it? Um, so I'm using Gatekeeper, yep. so it is um, magic a magic plus two acid sword. Yep. So um, let me know if I should exclude the no, acid no, damage. Continue as normal. Alright, and that is uh, 26 points of acid damage. Uh, 26 points of acid and slashing damage. As you swing the sword down in what should just decapitate the little chihuahua, it's got remarkably tough skin, you know. The more you look at it, the more it looks like kind of hard stone or something in that neighbourhood. Not not so much that it's made of stone as it's got black, crackling skin. Um, And you cannot push the sword all the way through it, like it has some sort of DR that you're not um, not quite penetrating, but not extraordinary amounts. Yep. 
So continue with your life. You That's fine. I'll pre- penetrate the other Kaelin way. Yep, you cleave through pressures. And then I cle- cleave onwards. Um, so that was a poor roll. However, um, I'm going to hit the first guy because this is my first attack. He dies in the fire. Okay, I don't need to roll the damage. I know your minimum damage is more hit points than he has. Cool. Okay, and then I cleave onward. The other two, however, are completely. The other three are completely uninjured. Yeah. So this is going to be, and I just rolled even more poorly, but I'm going to add it up because it's the first. Ah, yes, I still hit on the um. But first attack has a nice healthy bonus. All right. Oh, and that's the good damage. Uh, uh, and twenty six damage to him. I would imagine these He's guys still up. Yeah, these guys can all take more than one hit, but um, it's a nice start. I move onwards in my cleaving. Yep. Uh, and yep, hit him uh, for less damage. Um, uh, for nineteen for him. He's still going. And um, then the last dude, I re-roll my crit one. I re-roll my crit fumble. Yep. I'm making melee attacks. Thank you. Marissa, and um, yep, hit him for ooh, min damage, uh, omega, omega 15. He's fine ish. Alright, and that's attack one. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, on the other hand, I have now cleaved all of these yep, boys, yep. So, so I can't. No so I'm it. just attacking the demon. You can, if you desire, hit one of them, try and cleave precious, but. Yeah, um. That is actually a thought. Yeah, go nuts. Yeah, I will hit this guy and then yep. try and cleave Precious. Once you've cleaved Precious, you can stop rolling your cleaves because there's no one. No one left. Uh, yep, okay, so that's a 24 to hit him. And he's dead. Okay. <laughs> and then I will try and cleave Precious, which yep. does mean I increase my chances of missing Precious, but it does reduce the number of people stabbing me, and that was a good number. Uh, that's a 33. No problem whatsoever. Surprisingly little AC. Cool. Just the DR and shit. Okay, so that's 11 plus 13. Uh, 24. Yeah, minus whatever. Uh, again, minus some DR. Uh, and Precious looks pretty awful. Yeah. Uh, as you slash into her um, black charred skin a couple of times... She looks like she is sort of bleeding light and energy out as opposed to blood. It's clearly not a real creature. It's some sort of bizarre, you know, demonic, extraplanar doodad. Sweet. And then I will hit the bizarre de- um, demonic extraplanar doodad one more time with my sword. Yep. Alright. Uh, which may actually hit because her AC is poor. 19. No. Yeah, that was that was a poor Or rather, it hits but is deflected off the hard skin. Yep. However, I have now reduced the the opponents around me enough that I feel at least a little better, although I really don't want that thing to bite me again. And um, speaking of that, actually, I will um, five foot back a bit. Yep. Just um, in the effort of sort of edging Brunwoods. Uh, as you do so, uh, Precious follows you. Oh, sweet! She's got some. That um, she's got some kind of step up. Yep, sweet. So as you step back, almost drawn magnetically, the dog, you're still hearing the illusory, which you recognise clearly not the sound the actual creature is making. You're hearing the illusory little as Precious stalks forward to follow you very rapidly. This thing is horrifying. I only thought I handed it before, and it is unfortunately Precious's turn. Okay, so Precious has stepped up. 
Not that it's madly relevant for you, it's more, more an anti-caster thing. Yeah. Uh, and Precious will endeavour to gnaw on your little delicious leg again. Yep. Uh, this time, however, that is... No, that's like 24 or 25. So Sweet. It's remotely close. Uh, she bites down on your leg, but does not penetrate the armour this time. That's fantastic. Giant number two exits initiative. Sweet, because Lynette killed her? Yeah, it, like, it'll take her a couple of rounds, but it's a pretty one-sided contest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can hear from faintly beyond the door, Gorum, give me the strength to kill something. It's been a bad day. <laughs> God, I love that woman. Uh, and, um... It is, unless Giant 1 is going to enter the fray at this time, it is the guard, remaining guards, and I'll take throne guards out because they're all dead. Yep. So it is the last two boys. Yep. Still prepared to die for Drillage's fleeting tactical advantage? Yes. This is what your guards would do as well. I know. It's just that they're nice guys and I I really don't like killing them. Because as far as they're aware, you know, they don't think, they, don't, they probably don't think they're going to stop you, but they are going to delay you. Yeah. And, and that th- might be the difference between the king living and the king dying. Well, not to mention, you know, they're um, actually, with the dog helping, they're not actually doing a bad job of uh, taking however, care However, this time they slash away at you to no effect. Yeah, they, um, it doesn't help that all their buddies are now dead. Emekis Struan stares blankly into the world and then <laughs> shakes his head a bit. Yep. And comes unstuns himself for his round. Yep. Uh, then Brood waffles him upside the head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unless you have anything uh, particularly more you want her to be uh, doing here, you can shout instructions. Uh, the, 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 um, uh, don't kill him. Uh, rules. Always rules. Mm-hmm. Second thing. Sometimes it's not good to be queen. Mm-hmm. The forest would just eat him. <laughs> uh, she will uppercut stunning fist him. Then trip him, then beat on him. Yep. <laughs> uh, she hits with the stunning fist. He fails his fort save. He has to roll spectacularly badly, even on his wizard fort save, because monk stunning fist DCs suck. Yep. Um, but he is. But good for him. So he is stunned again. Yep. Uh, she trips him. Uh, he still gets actions to resist this, although. She, no, no, a trips versus his touch AC, so she hits him. Uh, I will still give him his strength check yeah, to resist yeah, this, absolutely. even though he's stunned. Uh, for all the good it doesn't. <laughs> yep, he's tripped. <laughs> Bang. Yep. And then she leg drops him a couple of times. Yeah, and that's um, Lynette, so she's left the battlefield. Uh, hit with the plus four from the first one. Miss with the second one, so she landed two blows on. Uh, this time for Amiga, twenty-four damage. Yep. All non-lethal. Yep. And then you're up. Sweet. Okay. All right. Just me, a dog, and some go- just me, a demon, and some guys. Okay. And I will hit Precious. Oh, I am crit threading precious. Yep, quite credible. Yeah. Even, even if you didn't have the everything is credible. I love the everything is credible, Lily. That's a 28 to confirm. Yep. 
Alright, so I came to say goodbye head. Goodbye head. <laughs> yep, so it's not I don't have a particularly good critting weapon. On the other hand I do do just a fuck ton of damage. So that is um, it also didn't roll particularly well. So that is merely 36 points of damage. Okay, so you step to one side as this little yappy chihuahua leaps at your foot. You pivot backwards as it overextends itself and you cut its head off. Sweet. Um, from an exterior point of view, what we see is Kalen fighting this tiny chihuahua, yeah. <laughs> moving back away from it, and he whacks it like a, with a golf club in the side of the head, cuts its head off, and Precious's head rolls across the ground and then... Precious disappears entirely. Yeah. From Kalen's point of view, you slash the head off this thing. A shower of hellish red light bursts out from its neck, sort of bathing you but not actually staining you in any way. And then, with a smell of brimstone on it, the entire creature disappears into the ether. Yep. <clears throat> so a demon. Or something. That's why Kalen knows his extra planar creatures. Yeah, but... Kalen would be safe, would safely assume it is some sort of extra planet creature. You don't know if you have killed it or merely like killed the shell it's inhabiting and driven it back to its plane of existence, but the difference is pretty academic. Yeah. And then um, the um, Kalen will follow through and endeavor to hit the other dude. Mm hmm. Uh. Yep, 24 will hit. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Only just the. Yep. And then that is a twenty-three points of damage. Dead. Yep. And then I swing batter batter on. These ones are not automatically dead. You actually need to roll damage for them. Yep. Um. So that's a yeah, that's, that's plenty plenty to hit. Um. And that's uh, another twenty-six. That hang on. Sorry. Yeah. That's a um. 23. Yeah. Okay, and that on is... On your minimum damage, you wouldn't do that. Yeah. On any sort of moderate. So, I just used my first attack. Yep. I haven't used my other attacks. Yep. Can I commute my Absolutely. thing to move? Okay, so 5, 10, 15, 20. And I come towards Brynn and Emekis. Yep, and Emekis Strewn unstuns himself for his round again. Good for him. And then Brynn beats him unconscious. <laughs> doesn't really see any reason to stop. So. No, no, I'm simply not telling her to stop. She kicks him in the ribs repeatedly as he rolls around on the ground, going, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, The first one being a stunning kick to the ribs. So, hit, hit. Uh, we'll actually miss with the third one. We'll miss with the fourth one. Uh, this time he will make his fortitude save, so he is not stunned. Um, hit, hit. Twenty-two points of damage, and Umekis has taken quite a beating and is still going here. Yeah, it looks like um, possibly he has remarkable tough. Possibly he has um, magical magical point boosting doodads. Well, he certainly had every opportunity to cast buff spells before he teleported himself into the fight for the throne room. That really depends how much advance notice he got. Yeah, that's Can't true. Can't that much. You didn't know. Nobody else in here knew you were coming. Yeah, that's true. Um. And yes, the first save you made was him scrying on you. Yeah. Uh, so... And that was Bryn. That was Bryn. It's now you. Yeah. 
So Nick is unstunned but can't stand up or take any actions. Yep, and um, yeah, we'll go 5, 5, 10, 15, 20, and we'll move round for the flank. And um, are you surrendering or are you dying? I can't let you torture Pavaretta to death. She's very dear and precious to me. Alright. So, he's not surrendering, but um, uh, you may make me another sense motive check here. Alright, that's a 20. Okay. So, he is not going to surrender while there is any chance of leaving his sister to your horrible tender mercies, unless you can actually convince him of that. Yeah. Alright, so... um, Because essentially... Keep in mind, this is a guy that's only ever seen you at arm's length. You've never had an actual conversation with yeah. him. You watched him turn into a dragon at the um, at the Rushlight tournament, so that was kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, it's possible he's still got several dozen tricks up his sleeve, but the impression you get off him is not so much that he's deeply... Um, he's not deeply invested in killing you. He's invested in keeping his sister safe. Yeah. Alright. Um... And your reputation in Fort Trailive, I is. May remind you, is that you eat children. Yes, that's true. I don't, I don't molest prisoners. I follow a code. Ode, ode. I um should probably have paid more attention to uh, what was going on on this side of the fight, but I had a dozen guards to contend me. Hey. We've probably passed the talking this over a civilised East Folk window. Oh. But I've no particular quarrel with you and your sister. However, I'm not going to let a man of your talents roam around this battlefield setting us on fire. So, you've got one chance. Use it or lose it. Alright. And that is a diplomacy... Uh... 20... Uh, that is a... You can totally use Intimidate here if you drop. It's perfectly valid. Alright, so that works for me. Um, right. I am, after all, telling him that I will absolutely kill him. He um, doesn't surrender now. Um, so that is A27. Kaelin is at this point literally dripping with blood. His sword is covered with blood. He just butchered, like... He just butchered like eight men and a demon over there. He looks at a he, he looks up at you, sort of rolls slightly away defensively, you know, coming into a vague huddle. Um Alright. I can see that even though you don't possess any magic of your own, you still can bring a little force to bear. <laughs> I think it would be in Paparetta's best interest for us to reach some sort of deal here. I can see that the opportunity to live in this charming place of swampland is rapidly evaporating. I have no burning desire to work for you as a counsellor any more than I'm sure you desire to have me. I'm frankly surprised that uh, it's someone as relatively straightforward it's you that's disrupting this rather than some sort of convoluted plan from Grigory or Moray, but uh, nonetheless, here we are. I propose that we come to an understanding. I will take my sister and 
Within a mere moment, using magic the likes of which you couldn't fathom, I will be on the other side of the kingdom far away from here. I won't even stop to pick up what's left. In exchange, I'll tell you where exactly where King Hannes is right now. And my sister and I will not trouble your kingdom again. If not, then you'll have to see... If not, then we can't make a deal. I'm afraid I'll have to break out some of my better spells. What do you say? And I will nod at Bryn and um, not sheath my sword, but yeah, um, yeah. But um, I move, but I move it back in a conceding gesture. Yeah, yeah. It's the same sort of thing. Like you're all sort of still pointing your sword at him. He's not um, dropping his magic. He's sort of got a spell on the on the tip of his fingertips, ready to blast you with something or other. Um, can I um, make a sense motive check on this deal? Sure. You know, that inclines me not at all. I'm going to use a hero point to re-roll that. It's very possible that you won't need to. Okay, well, I, I, I crit fumbled. That's a nine. Which beats him with a raise. Okay, sweet. He has no political skills whatsoever. All of his skills are knowledge and magic, magic. and knowledge and magic and knowledge and magic. Yeah. So he rolls a three. Yeah. He adds his charisma modifier of minus one. Yeah. Uh, his only interest here well that's not entirely true his major interest here is in his sister and keeping her safe you get the impression he like so many people in Fort Drelev couldn't give a crap if Hannes Drelev dies in a fire yeah um, when push comes to shove Drelev has no friends here because he has alienated all of them yeah um Emekis would rather not surrender and leave the kingdom. He would rather you politely disintegrated yourself so yeah. that he could become king and rule over these lands. Yeah. He's interested in the sense that he likes being rich and successful and living in his own castle, but he's absolutely not prepared to go to the wall for it. Yeah. Um, nor do you get any impression that he's willing to come back and take another punt at you later on. Yeah, but it not having worked out super great for them the last time. Yeah, yeah. Krusty wants out. Sweet. If he can get his sister, he's out of here. Sweet. Alright, and um, Kaelin will look at him assessingly for a moment, turn the, turn the sword um, and lower it to his side, yep. and um, then move back and very as, slightly. As you get a raise on that, um, you also get the impression he is not um, either lying or underestimating his chances he thinks he's in danger here because he really is but he's still got some reasonably decent stuff to pull out of his wizard robes and throw at you yeah and I really don't have any particular desire to go Um, to the wall my um, interest level in killing him is not super high unfortunately all of his contingencies are about resisting evil bards casting mind controlling spells on him yeah so right he was really more worried about Gregory contingency dispel magic on himself if he ever fails a will save sweet yeah he's just not this just isn't his but he still will, he, if he turned into he turned into a dragon at the Rushlight Tournament I don't want to fight a dragon he will pick himself up from the ground you know bleeding from the mouth will move slowly and cautiously around Bryn keeping an eye on her wise man leans down puts a hand on Pavaretta. And teleports away. Yep. 
So was he going to tell... Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. So, he was. So yeah, probably what he'll do is move up for Beretta and touch her so that he can teleport yeah. away at a moment's notice. And as he, he puts a hand on her, invokes sort of three quarters of a spell, um, and then looks up at you and says, I laid a, con- I la- I laid a contingent reactive spell on King Drelev, uh, a concept to be beyond your simple brain, but... If he gets hurt a lot, then he's magically te- then he's magically teleported to his bed chamber. Uh, he also has several highly protective items upon him, the best that we the best that we could buy in this region of the world. I'd suggest you move quickly. He has several healing potions up there, and then he disappears. Right. Excellent. At around this point, uh, you can make me another will save. Interesting. Thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you feel a tingle of magic against your mind again. Yep. Uh, and what is your master plan here? So, um, Callan looks over at Bryn. Nice work. Mm. That was bracing. Uh, let's um. Drink, drink a few things, and um, get off off and get off after the get off up to Dreadleaf's bedroom and see if we can track the little bastard down. I don't really want Tristram to have to fight him on his own if we can help it. Okay, so what are you doing? Um, uh, Bryn is reasonably injured. Yeah, how you are? I am fairly injured. Um, so. Um, I wish to um uh, have twelve hit points back as she she says here. Let me help realigns your chi a bit with wholeness of body. Yeah, I was she, hoping hoping she would. She will do the same to herself and she will keep another twelve hit points in reserve. Cool. And um I will um spend a few rounds slogging potions and then take off up after and then um make a brisk jog for the um Yep. What, is what are passage? you drinking? Uh, let's have a look-see. Um, I think I'll save my cure serious on the whole. Bren will slog a moderate. Yeah, I'm going to slog 11. two moderates, I think. Let's see how the first one does me. She'll have another one. Okay, she's back down to six damage, so she's happy on that. It's a fifth, It's a plus five, isn't it? For a th- or no, it's plus, plus two. Three. Yeah, plus three. Yeah, that's it. Um, so thirteen, fifty-three plus thirteen, sixty-six. Definitely another one. Uh, another thirteen, seventy-nine, and one more for good measure. Sixteen. Kaelin will um, get back to the vicinity of 100 again and call that there as he drinks three pure moderates in quick succession. When you go out the door, there's a dead giant there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you spend, a, you spend a couple of rounds drinking potions, the giant looks like he's been hacked to bits with a great sword. Yeah. Uh, Lynette is gone at this point. Gregory is gone as well. Yep. Um, and you... I'm not um, planning to invest any effort to try and track either of them down. So you're basically moving off at speed towards Dragon's bedroom. Yeah. 
um, when you hear Quintessa's voice appear out of thin air again next to you, and she says in a vaguely guarded tone, is the situation under control? Just me and Bryn here. Ever, um, everyone else has been taken care of. Uh, and that's the end of that sending spell. Sends another one. <laughs> and you hear... <laughs> she uses a couple of words to laugh. Uh, no hurry. King Drelev is dead. <laughs> but I could use some help. I could use some help up here. I could use some quiet help up here. We'll be there soon. Uh, there's just enough words to get. There's a giant in his bed. <laughs> <laughs> right ho. And you sneak, charge, etc., etc. Um, given that she wants quiet help, we'll default to sneaking, which will also solve the problem. Given that she says there's no hurry, but I could use some quiet help, yeah. we'll default to sneaking. Okay. This should be brisk. Yeah. Uh, we're approaching the end of evening, so would you like me to just um, move ahead slightly on this? I, I think so, unless you think this is going to be particularly awesome, but, you know, I would like to have fought Hannes out, but... If he's been taken care of, um, I don't think there's any need to... Um... Okay. When you, you move quietly up to Hannes' bedroom, the castle is just in complete and utter chaos at yeah. this point. You actually pass a few people who are just running around like headless chickens. Like, yeah. all of the leadership has been decapitated left, right, and centre. Yeah. Um, and as you move up to his bedroom, you push the door quietly open... Um, it looks like it has a fairly extensive and nice looking lock on it but is completely unlocked Yeah. and when you push it open there's a key in the other side of it um, and in the room there is um, Quintessa Murray is sort of sitting sitting quietly in a chair with her legs folded um, Hannah Strelev is lying dead on the floor um there is a big slash across his chest like somebody hit him really hard with a bastard sword and killed him. Yeah. Um, and then in his in his bed um, sorry, no longer in his bed, his bed clothes has, have been stripped, the duvet has been taken off and hiding beside the door, there is this big lump with the bed cover over its head and you and Bryn bust through the door and the hill giant takes a swing at you with his club and because he is five CRs lower than you, you murder the bejesus out of him with great rapidity. Yeah. Um, but there is a hill giant here who appears to be dressed very vaguely like Hannes Drelev. Right. Like he's wearing kind of royal bed clothes and has on a sort of royal bed crown and this sort of thing. Like the giant was supposed to wait in his bed for anyone who came to murder Hannes in the night kind of thing. Right. Um... And Quintessa just sort of, you know, as you come in, goes, ah, theatrically. Yeah. You murder the giant within two rounds of this. Yeah. And... Get slightly injured. <laughs> and she sits up and, you know, puts puts her breast dagger back away down her cleavage. And says, My lord, I believe that... And bows and kisses you. My lord, bows to Bryn. The Lady Brun. 
I believe Castle Dreliv is yours. Uh, King Hannes Dreliv was very bragged bragged me often that his powerful contingency magics that Emekis had cast upon him would carry him away to his bedchamber the first time he was struck with any serious damage. Of course, it didn't heal him, per se. Oh! You mean I only hit him the once? Yep. Which knocked him to minus five. <laughs> His contingent dimension door goes off. Oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> that's the best thing ever. And then he is laying here and bled out for five rounds. Right, because his trusted companion who could have stabilised him made the decision to not do that. Yeah, Quintessa has not killed him. No. She has merely sat here and watched him bleed to death. That's kind of creepy, but I can't... He's been unconscious the entire time. Yeah, 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 I I, I can't argue with it. I mean, I was going to execute him anyway, so it's not like if she'd stabilised him, things would have worked out significantly better for him. No, no, you didn't kill him with the first shot, but you you sent him to dying. (laughs) I can't believe that. I thought it was an illusion or something. No, no. Contingencies cannot go off before the effect yes. that precipitates them. You have yeah. to hit him and damage him first, <laughs> at which point his contingency goes off. But it, he doesn't have contingent healing on him, because yeah. he can only have one at a time. He has contingent dimension door. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best thing I've ever, ever heard. <laughs> and, uh... Kaelin will um, crouch down, look thoughtfully at the bastard's sword damage. Bloody hell, I mean, I figured he was exaggerating his martial prowess, but I only hit him the once. It wasn't even that good a strike. All right. Okay. Sorry. And, um, he will straighten up um, and um, reach out his hand to um, sheath his weapon, reach out his hand to Quintessa and give her an arm class. Thank you. Well, I guess welcome to my service. I think today's going to be a bit of a day, but um, hopefully things will work out better on the morrow. And uh, there is probably a conversation to be had with her. Yeah. But um, we can just suspend it here for the evening at this point if you desire. Uh, yeah, that probably is a good plan. Hang on, what time is it's it? It's 10.30. Uh, 10.40. Yeah. Yeah, that probably is a good plan, because, you know, after that I won't have conversations with all the other people, and... So, she smiles, she smiles and dimples and bows to you and says, Well, Your Majesty, King King Caelan of the lands of Fort Dreliv, let us talk about what comes next. Oh, and, uh, for your lady wife, uh, King Hannes had several very valuable items upon him. Yes, he has uh, invested a kingdom's worth of resources in himself, which does not help his one level in Bard. He's a first level Bard. Yes, but in all fairness, he's a multi-class character. Ah, what else has he got? Aristocrat. Ah, 14 levels in Aristocrat? Technically his first level is an Aristocrat, then he multi-classed to Bard. Uh, Right. No, 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 14 levels in Aristocrat. He's got two le- He's a second level character? He's a second level character with uh, one level in, um, one level in, in Aristocrat is his first level, which being an NPC class doesn't give him full hit points. Yeah. Um, and then one level in Bard. Oh, poor, poor Australia. <laughs> it's like he's never worked for anything in the entire duration of the campaign. That's very true. He hasn't. He's, he's, he's worked hard enough 
at building his kingdom that he got all the XP for kingdom building. Yeah. Which moved him to second level. Yeah. At which point he took a genuine PC class. Yeah. That is an awesome moral, but I congratulate you for um, dangling the possibility that he had some kind of awesome class levels he was just concealing long enough to um, make me not realise that I didn't be able to one-hit kill him without really trying. I believe he's wearing something in the neighbourhood of sixty to 70,000 gold worth of magical items. So, you know... But it didn't... It doesn't make up... There's only so much you can make up for a lack of level... But his AC is amazing. Yeah. But I still hit him. Well, yes. <laughs> That's because you're a 14th level fighter. Well. Yeah, yeah. Level admitted- fighter or whatever at this point. Yeah, yeah. Admittedly, the, um, the Are you 12... 13 now? Uh, 12. Uh, four Knight of Fallen Sin, Fighter 1, but... Yes, that's, that's right. Hey, I've got news for you, though. Now you're 13th level. Sweet. <laughs> What, just because just I fought that entire castle worth of dues? Because now you have seized Fort Drelev. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 had that, I had the feeling it was coming up my way. I was all prepared, although I was all prepared for the big traumatic fight against Drelev with all his stuff. <laughs> Not realising he was spending his contingency rounds bleeding to death. If I recall correctly, someone used that contingency trick in the Jade Regent fight, but all of those guys were a bit more, you know, badass, so it wasn't quite such a sad effort. Oh, that was the, um, that was the Raven Prince, the ninja. He could Dimension Door as an ability. Yeah. But I believe you knocked him to Disabled? Yeah. And he went, right, I'm a bit screwed here. My really, really, my best option is dimension door out and hope to hell someone stabilizes me. Yeah, like one of the servants or something. Because yeah. alternative B is I can pull out a healing potion, get whacked for free attack of opportunity, and go down in a giant hit. Yeah, because that was the that guy teleported around, ran around the battlefield invisible, did a shitload of damage to Amico, and then Shadow grappled him, and it turned out that was a really bad situation for yeah. him. Which was when I learned that the key to ninjas is to have a high level flight of grapple. And alas, Emeka's strewn leaves without casting disintegrate on people. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a sound call. I think you'd have taken him to bits really yeah, rapidly, yeah. but um But he would have gotten off one or two more nasty pieces of work. And the thing is well as you know if it's only if the only reason he's fighting me is because he doesn't want me to um, horribly torture his sister to death, I'm not really I can't really work up the enthusiasm to yeah. kill him for it just because he's got PC class levels and she's totally useless. Disintegrating you is a bit of a waste of time, though. <laughs> well, I only had like forty hit points. Yeah, yeah, but your fortitude save. Oh right, yeah. But doesn't it do a bunch of damage even if you make your save? Uh, it does a bunch of damage if you don't make your save. If you do, you take 5d6, which is not terribly impressive. Uh, I certainly didn't want 5d6 at that stage in the fight. No, no, but if he wasn't, um, if he was merely concerned with damaging you as opposed to out and out killing you with his disintegrate, then he'd have probably started chucking some of his other things, uh, like his chain lightning and his empowered lightning bolts and all this kind of shit. Yeah. I did love lightning in Bryn. That's exactly what it was like when I was trying to um, lightning the ninjas. This fight really reminds me of Jade Region. I think it's because there's lots yeah, of... Yeah, throwing lots of goons. And um, a bunch of guys with fairly high PC class levels, although, you know, because it's only the fourth level fight, the Jade Region guys would have eaten all of these guys' lunch. 
Although the thing was, they didn't have a lot of guards, and a lot of guards were actually really nasty. Yeah, yeah, fourth level fighters, each yeah, one yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't underestimate them, but I was still impressed at what they brought to the table. Although, I've got to say, the real problem was that fucking demon. Flashes! <laughs> and I have to say, you know, I, that worked out pretty much how I wanted. I was totally okay with I should have, um, I should have had Bryn hold off for a round and, um, tried to negotiate, but I was a bit distracted by the hordes of goons. But, um, I was totally okay with, um, uh, and besides, if, 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 without having the ship kicked out of him, Mimekis might not have been willing to go for such a um, disadvantageous deal. But um, I'm not totally, I'm not a, really even a little bit heartbroken that she got her face introduced to a table and I killed her demon dog. <laughs> Doubtless she'll be super upset about that, but her brother, she's really not getting back here without her brother. They. Uh, Baroness Pavaretta views physical combat as a job for paid underlings, uh, but nonetheless takes advantage of her throw-anything feat to hurl small sculptures, serving trays, plates, or vases. That's awesome. And yes, yes, they did stat her, and yes, she has a Pathfinder feat called throw-anything, so she can use improvised throwing weapons. Yeah. Because... Because it's hilarious. Yeah. Plus was, six to hit with that, plates. That was an awesome fight. My favourite line is definitely, Where the bloody hell is the king? <laughs> and I love that everyone, including me, assumed he was a total weasel and had just abandoned the battlefield, and he's actually just been brutally murdered on it. Uh, no, that wasn't actually Amekis' assumption, because Amekis uh, cast the contingency on you and happened. His amazement was like, Hang on, I've arrived in round two. <laughs> Where the fuck is the king? Like, there's no way that he's been injured to the point that his contingency has already gone off with all the amount of spells and magical gear and guards and goons and all the kind of crap I've got going on in here. Like, he's got Grigory there to protect him and Quintessa and all these guards and all these defenses and... Yeah. Yeah. And he's still got killed in round two. Yep. Because honestly, disabled minus five and bleeding out counts as killed unless you have a really good plan for what you're going to do next. Well, the thing is, if he wasn't gone, then Amekis would have showed up and saved his ass. Yeah, because Amekis would have like healed him or whatever. Uh, no, in the sense that um, he'd have actually stuck around for the fight. Yeah, and um, you know, yeah, it would have definitely have been a tougher fight. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. And thus, Hannes Dre- King Hannes Drelev died as he lived, accomplishing nothing. Yeah, friendless and alone. <laughs> I do think there's something creepy about the woman who shared his bed, just sitting on the bed quietly watching him bleed to death. On the other hand, I do think it's exactly what you get if you don't pay any attention to the people around you and just treat them as disposable commodities. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's a rousing chorus if I'm not getting paid enough. I do really feel bad about the 12 guys because they were all good solid fighters just doing their duty by um, king and country. But the thing is, you know, Kalen's definitely the kind of guy to accept surrenders of an honourable foe and even people, he, even when they're people he personally hates the guts of, even people he considers dishonourable. 
but he's really not the guy to take any kind of disadvantage to himself and fight for his life yeah, yeah. just because he feels bad for the other guy. Yeah, I think your odds of being taken by eight or nine fourth-level fighters are pretty slim, but it's, they're still there. Well, the thing is, you know, without the dog, like, Precious. I'd have been 20 hit points up, so still on about half. So they probably weren't going to take me. But at the point that they've taken half or three-quarters of my hit points when I'm on a battlefield with fucking Mechus, that is actually a reasonable threat. Yeah, on the other hand, Mechus was about to start chucking empowered lightning bolts at them. So. <laughs> that was going to... Uh, he's, he's got a lot of evocation area effect damage and is particularly picky about who he chucks it at. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the chain of lightning cool. is fine because he can deliberately avoid his allies. It's like I can I can hit you know I can throw an empowered lightning bolt down there and hit Caleb. There's a guard in the way, but we have lots of guards. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, Bryn isn't wrong. They did kind of deserve to die, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Bryn is. Her, you you still have the illusion that Bryn is good aligned, so <laughs> yeah. and she isn't. I know, but she's very good to me. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what's important. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, wizard uppercuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wizard versus, versus monkey melee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't good for him. Yeah. No, no, no. He'd have much rather fought Michaela. Yeah. Oh, you have AC. That's so cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is, of course, the fight. And uh, Caleb, that's why Caleb didn't want to fight him. <laughs> Don't target my touch, AC. For the love of God, don't target my touch AC. It's 12 now. Oh, that's alright, you've done right. a lot of targeting your reflex save instead. Yeah, that's not great either. Well, actually, my reflex save is moderately good, but it's not necessarily high-level wizard good. Because the thing is, if you make it, then it's like it tends to be like half quite a lot of evocation damage, and if you make and if yeah. you don't make it, it's a shit ton of evocation damage, and sooner or later hand, I'm going to, I'm not going to make it. On the other hand, the first time you close on it and waffle it with a great sword, you go, "Oh look, you have maximized false life. That's so cute." Yeah. All right, that hit was for your temporary hit points. The next one's coming after your actual hit points. How many d4s did you roll to get that awesome total effect? Yeah, yeah, well, the, um, if it hadn't been for the in melee with 30... Uh, I was thrilled to bits when Bryn went into melee with him, and that was absolutely what saved us from just getting the shit killed out yeah, of yeah, us. Well, that's, that's the joy of having uh, 25 tumble checks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't have to worry about these six guys I'm in melee with, I can just leave. <laughs> yeah, and there we go, a extremely high-level, awesomely fun um, boss battle in which we use none of our hero points. Oh, and um, King Dreadlip was still netted up as well, because the net goes with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which means Brun can get it back. Well, the thing is, he couldn't have Dimension Doored out on his, on his own right, but yeah. it's a contingency, it yeah, goes yeah. off anyway. Huh? Uh... <laughs> That's so hilarious. I'm so entertained by the notion that I hit him once. Yes. But, <laughs> like... 18 points of damage or something silly in that now? Yeah, yeah, it was a decent... It, wasn't, it was only a moderate hit. It definitely wasn't my max damage. His AC, I believe, is higher than yours. So. Yeah, okay, that is an impressive effect. Yeah, but it... it it's just the first hit, not, you know, teleports him away. Yeah. If you hit him hard enough, it just flat out kills him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously that would have gone differently if he'd merely been, you know, disabled or something. Or, um... Yeah, yeah, well, he's got lots of healing resource around, yeah. so if he's disabled, he just yank out a potion, drink it, and be off to the races. Yeah, yeah. 
Although there is some question of if he was hanging around Quintessa on five hit points or less, whether she'd be prepared to get out a sword and fucking gank him at that, that point. That would be an interesting question. <laughs> yeah. As it transpired, she didn't have to make that choice. Yeah. Yes, I commend her for um, playing the divided loyalties card through the entire fight. Save me, Grapplejack. <laughs> well, the thing is, my money is if you um, sleep with people who are... If you um, use as prostitutes people who are smarter than you are, then you get what's coming to you. <laughs> I mean, if you treated her well, she'd have felt some kind of loyalty to her. As she says, my lord, to the victor go the spoil. <laughs> I'm yours, do as you will with me. Yeah. Oh, we will leave that there? Yep.